Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, ladies and gents. Welcome to Bo- from Bob's office. This episode is significantly more prepared than last episode, so don't worry. It is November seventh, aka my mother's birthday. So shout out to her because without her, thirty-three point three percent of this show would not be available. Not available. I meant alive, as in me. I wouldn't be alive without my mother. <laughs> I'm glad you counted the guest also in the yeah. uh, the three of us. Yeah, uh, because 33 plus 33 plus 33 equals 99. Uh, but the point threes make it another nine, so it's like actually like thir- it's like 33.333 or something like that. Like it's just a wild number. It's just repeated. Yeah. I did all that math while I was going to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Good to know. You're gonna say your name usually. You oh, I'm Jake Mathis. <laughs> and I'm Jacob Bomber. The next voice you hear belongs to a third-year student at CSULB studying history. He's the current club president of the Long Beach State Pyramid Scheme, the club ultimate frisbee team on campus. His name is Alex Grimm, but it is just too weird to refer to him by his real name at this point, so we will just be calling him by his frisbee nickname. Ladies and gentlemen, Ajax. Hey, how's it going? (laughs) Oh, Yeah, it's still weird for me to say pyramid scheme. I had to text somebody something the other day about it, and I had to put scheme. I was like, this is weird. Better than the land sharks. I agree. Way better. Way better. But if I had if I had a vote in it, it would have been for Crash. Stupid. Long no. Beach Crash would have been great. No. <laughs> Sorry, Crash. That would have not gone over well with most of our constituents. Ooh. College word. Yeah, what does that mean? Um, Constituent sounds like something you sow. What? Con- what so word? You <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know what you're going for right yeah, there. I don't <laughs> think it is. A one. constituent is somebody who is like loyal to a cause or a situation oh. or somebody who attends and is actively participating. I That's like that. The definition I made up off the top of my head. Vocab word. Sounded pretty good. You want to try to spell it? No. Okay, good job. I didn't want to put you on the spot like that. Moving on. <laughs> so we you ra- kind of just tried to. <laughs> well, I was hoping you would say no. To save face. Okay. Good job. We don't really have anything to recap over the last couple of days. It nah. hasn't been super eventful. It, it was one day. Besides, <laughs> I know. Besides, so bowling last night was relatively entertaining because in the second game, in the ninth frame, three people were tied with the same score, which is really hard to do. Not me. Yeah. Jake was not. They were all at 84. Jake was at like 54. <laughs> hey, I'm with you there, Jake. I'm pretty bad. So I bowl every week, and I'm still this bad. I went and bowled once with Bomber over uh, the summer, I believe. Yeah. It was terrible. It was so bad. Well, come, so I'm not the only person that's terrible. <laughs> Meanwhile, I got a 152 and a 156, which is actually not super great for me. Considering how bad I bowled the entire first game and still managed a 152, and how good I started the second game, I went... Nine spare, nine spare strike, nine spare strike, and I finished with a 156. I totaled like 106. Terrible. Both games. Yeah. <laughs> Combined. Well, that's because every time you throw, it looks like you're going to break your shoulder off. I At one point, <laughs> I thought I did. I was in a lot of pain at one point after it's, the throw. His form is miserable, and he like full-on just it's flings. Like, oh, it's if you like imagine like a pitcher on the mound, that's kind of what I go for. Is Wow. You look I, like a crow. But hop. he I like stare down. the ball. And he I like stare down the shot the pins. Puts it five feet out. Yeah, I I like to make it because I feel like the more air it covers, the less room for mistakes. How's that working out for you? 
Sometimes you, like, are you a thrower? Are you a Sometimes thrower? You throw it like into the middle of the lane and like make it. Dead. I mean, it doesn't go that far, but okay. it definitely yeah, no, it, like, hits every it's like, time. Yeah, right? it's like maybe like ten feet out. Okay, I forgot who I was bowling with. Ten once, to eight, but they were literally like throwing it and like just smack hitting the uh, the lane. I was like, you're gonna like dent the lane. Yeah, I swear. I'm not a fan of when people do that. But it's not you. It's the people who <laughs> launch like, it. If right. you just drop it eight feet in front of you, like that's one thing. But people actually launch it 15, 20 feet down the lane. I like to. At that point, it's envision upsetting. When I do it, like shuffleboard in a way. When's the last time you played shuffleboard? Never, actually. Not until I go on a cruise. How do you envision. I've watched many people play it. You've watched. You've stood on the side while people have played shuffleboard? No, I've watched a lot of TV. You've watched Shuffleboard on TV? No, it was in shows. So, like, it was on Sweet Life of Zack and Cody that when they were on the boat, it was they, – they played the Sweet Life on deck? Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's the correct show. Excuse me. Thank you. 10 on 10 would recommend. I'm pretty sure it's on Disney+. Plus. Catch Disney Plus next week. Sponsored. If, if next anyone, Tuesday. If anyone is getting it, um, I wouldn't mind being that part of that. That actually came much faster than I anticipated. I still keep think, feeling like Disney Plus is like a I'm month away. I'm excited. Mandalorian on Tuesday. Friday. And then Star Wars, the new video game, getting out on Friday. Oh, boy. Got another Star Wars That's nerd. Friday? Next oh, Friday. man. Next that's week. also when Pokemon comes out. Am I going to drop for both that day? Or yeah. am I going to wait till after like Wait, Christmas? Pokemon on what platform? The Switch. What What's the game going to be? Like the old Pokemon? It's going to be like that, but on the Switch. Which is the first time it's on a console, and it's going to be fantastic. Sword and Shield, right? Yeah. Okay. What's oh, man. Mean? If anyone is put, it's the names. Like, you know how, like, Pokemon Red and Green? Like those, like red and blue were the original ones, and then okay. green. Yeah. So it's Pokemon Sword and Shield. It's all about Pokemon Sapphire, best game out there. I was a Ruby fan. Oh, hey, hey, that that, too, that generation. Gen best three generation. is like one of my it's favorite ones. I'm pretty sure I only played red or yellow on the original Game Boy. Did you have a Pikachu right away? No. Then you I played had, red. Okay. Because P- yellow is like you only get Pikachu okay. to start with. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I had Charmander. That's what it uh, Charmander is in this game. He's the only starting Pokemon other than the new ones they just announced. What do you mean starting? So starter Pokemons are like the three ones that you get from the professor all the time. Mm-hmm. And they're no, like sometimes they'll bring them back for other games where they'll have like a mix of them. And in this one, they're only having Charizard. Ajax is either stars. looking up information or he's already bored by our dumb conversation. Not bored. I'm just <laughs> responding to my girlfriend. I'm sorry. You're fine. But I'm really excited for Pokemon. I'm if bored anyone, of this conversation. <laughs> I'm not. If anyone is getting one of the Pokemons, let me know. I will battle you, and then we can trade Pokemon. Jake is literally obsessed. He's played Pokemon Go every day since it came out. Okay, that's a little weird. Oh no! Every I day. I will like, every get time we out go anywhere. There's stuff going on. I yeah. played it. I played it for like a solid five days, and I was like, I'm tired of this. We were at the park yesterday, and we're at the park. Oh, we were at the park, and two. Dragonfly type Pokemon appear <laughs> on his thing, and he's like, "What if a dragonfly appeared right now in real life?" I was like, you cool. need to get off your phone, guy. Keeps me active. All right, so with both of you here, somebody explain the Mandalorian to me because between you and Cody, that's all I hear about, and I have no idea what's going on. So, can we give our guest the first opportunity oh, to respond? Yeah, sure. Gosh. So. I'm going to preface this by I'm wearing my Darth Vader stocks right now. This is true. We already had a conversation about it. So um, just to start with, that's how I'm prefacing it. So 
if you don't know what a Mandalorian is, it's like a kind of like a warrior in the Star Wars universe. You know Boba Fett mm-hmm. and Jango Fett? That but they were but they were bounty hunters, right? They're separate. They're not like a part of the Mandalorian group, but that is Mandalorian armor. Uh, and then there's like this logo that's kind of like a kind of looks like a woolly mammoth. I don't know. It's like that's uh, like the it's hard to explain. It's hard to explain, but that's like their logo, the Mandalorian logo. They're just meant to be like really sick warriors. If you ever watched um, Star Wars: The Clone Wars, the series on Cartoon Network, it's going to be on Disney Plus. Shout out Disney Plus. Um, watch it because they have a great couple episodes about Mandalorian warriors. It's really cool. It explains their armor. I believe the. Uh, oh, that is a dope logo. It is a dope logo. I believe the Mandalorian is. Is it set after six or before, right? I'm pretty sure it's after six. Yeah, so it's gonna be right after you know this fall of the uh, the Death Star and you know the Empire. So it's gonna be pretty cool. I'm just really excited because it looks great. What's the premise of the show? He's a bounty hunter. Yeah, he. So it's just following this one. Yeah. Person. Yeah. The description says the travels of a lone gunfighter in the outer reaches of the galaxy, far away from the authority of the New Republic. So mm-hmm. yeah, he's just. On his own, and the actor, the actor is a uh, Game of Thrones guy who he's a great actor, so it's gonna be really exciting. And then his sidekick is the guy who uh, directed Thor three. Oh yeah. Oh Tukiti wait, White I didn't Tita. realize that. Yeah, he's. Oh wow. He plays Korg too, so the rock guy. So really excited for that. That's funny. I didn't know that. Have you seen Jojo Rabbit yet? I need to see it. It's amazing. Is it? Oh my gosh, it's fantastic. That's probably the... And he directed that, and he's in it, and it's so, so good. <laughs> Shout out to that. Yeah, I'm waiting for Disney Plus to come out so I can watch thing like Xenon Girl of the 21st Century. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what? That's, her, that's what I care about. Wait, oh they're my. Like making it? Johnny Tsunami. And, no, so wait. I can go back and watch all the old stuff. All oh, the old stuff is going to be on Disney oh. Plus. Yeah. I, can't, I can't wait for Phineas and Ferb. That's what I really oh, I've nice. never seen five minutes of that show. Need to watch oh. that. Please. I feel like I'm too uh, old I'm to pretty sure that now. Like, that I would be good nostalgia for you because you grew up watching it, but I... I show that to any of your students, any of your kids, they'd love it. I could probably <laughs> sing the uh, intro song right I mean, now. I could almost sing the intro song because I've heard the intro song so much. I don't know how it starts. We don't need to go there. But... It takes place six years before the birth of Ray. Okay. So is that after six? Yes. Which is that how we... Six? Oh, six is Return of the Jedi, right? Or no? Yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. Before birth of Ray, so ABR. And that's A B R. Wait, what? I'm just making. I'm making between a joke. No. Force Awakens and six. I'm pretty sure it's like a thirty to no. It's, it's like a thirty a, year. It's thirty. I thought it was twenty. Pretty sure it's thirty five. I mean, look how old the actors look. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> a lot happened that we don't know about, and this hopefully will spread a little light to it. Yeah. But I'm very excited. It's also, be John Favreau's directing. He's great. He's yeah. directing Mandalorian. Yeah. Oh gosh. The okay. first I'm the first season is eight Favreau. episodes. And they already, and I think, have a second season. Yeah, they, they started filming it. I don't know if they started filming, but they started writing it. I know that. And they've been already approved, so, yeah. John Favreau, you know, directed one of the best Marvel movies of all time, so. Which one? Iron Man 1. Yeah. Uh-huh. Love that Is movie. that the only Marvel one he directed? I believe so. I love that movie. I, he's phenomenal. <laughs> and have you seen Chef? Chef? Yeah. No. He's in it and directs it? Gotta watch it. It's really good. I don't know that I ever even heard of it. It's really good. Like it was a full length movie. Yeah, that came it's a out? movie. He's like he's a chef in a restaurant and he like hates it, so then he quits. He like kind of ends it, and then he starts a food truck and like travels with his son around everywhere and like 
takes the food from that region and adds it to the food truck. Really good movie. Hmm. I will put that on my list. How soon? Did, how long did that come out? I'd say 2014. Oh dang, I am behind. I'm really excited for Disney Plus and all the Star Wars. Here's the thing: happening. How soon is it going to crash on Tuesday when, when 85 million well, people? Well, I don't know because it's once. Disney. So like, I have a strong feeling that it's just not going to. To be ready. It's a fair question. I got to have like a whole like Pentagon-sized war room of just servers just to handle it. Do you, like I'm not buried surprised under, buried under because like, Disney World in yeah. Orlando. I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if that's true because of how much power Disney has. They're they own like half the entertainment. They industry. are a monopoly. The Simpsons are going to be on Disney Plus. Yeah, I never got into the Simpsons. You I should watch it here and there. But my my dad's been watching it his whole life, so That's and all of my life. So <laughs> I've enjoyed it. We'll see. One day. You hmm. have a lot of things you have to watch though before that. Before the Simpsons. Yeah. Elf. I'm not watching Elf. You will. I won't. Message to all you people listening. I've never seen Elf, and I never will. And you can say, no, we're going to make you watch it. I've had dozens of people tell me that, and it has yet to happen. I'm just going to play it at youth group for our Christmas party. I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave you the keys, and I'm peace out. I don't know if we're allowed to do that. (laughs) As long as there's at least one adult, and Steph loves Elf, too, I believe. Who doesn't love Elf? That's seen it. (laughs) Not Jacob Lawler. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So you'll be fine. You by then I'm sure Ian and Khalil and Maddie and everybody will want to come hang out watching. Probably true. So there'll be plenty of adults. You don't need me. I was gonna say something else. Oh, but what I am gonna do is watch a lot of Harry Potter next weekend. Oh yeah, I forgot about that's coming up. We're doing a Harry Potter marathon on Saturday. That's pretty cool. All day in one day. Are you including the Fantastic Beasts? No, that's too much. Oh, I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't seen and that. I haven't that's seen like, either. <coughs> the first one's great. Is it? The second one was confused me. And a couple things happened that I didn't like. Okay. So I was like, I don't approve. They're prequels, right? Yeah. Because okay. in Harry Potter, the book, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, is one of their textbooks. Is it really? Yeah. It's it's based, yeah. Oh. So have you seen the Harry Potters? Yeah, I haven't read the books. <laughs> that's but, fine. Mm, so you remember yeah. in, I forget, I think it's in four. Might be in five. Might be in three. I don't remember. There's a scene where Harry has a book that's furry that tries to eat him. Really? It's that, that book. Yeah, it's that book, really? Is that true? No, that no, might not be that's true. That's the Beast book. Like, there's an actual name for it. There's um, like a So there's a reference book they have. That's oh. what Fantastic Now I'm looking this up because i got to see what this looks like. <laughs> there's It's a reference book that they have, and it's basically just a, an index of all of oh the magical gosh, beasts and information about I, them. I love it's it like when... It's like an encyclopedia. I love it when spinoff happens, when it's just like such an obscure thing, and they're like, you know, we're going to make that into something. And it's great, because Eddie Redmayne is fantastic. And so, the Monster Book of Monsters. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. That's what it's called? That, no, that's what that's oh, what the book I was talking about okay. was. But yeah, I know the furry book you're talking about. Yeah. I'm going to get a bunch of Harry Potter people like, Jacob, you're an idiot. Sorry. That's why I, I was excited. Um... But yeah, they yeah, do make so references are, to him. Because those, like, and that reference book was, it was like 80 years beforehand mm-hmm. or something. He's the most famous Hufflepuff. Yeah. Oh, I'm a Ravenclaw. I'm a Gryffindor. Fun fact. I'm also a Gryffindor. I wouldn't mind being a Hufflepuff or a Ravenclaw, though. I would. Hufflepuff are super chill. I think if I were to be and anything. Ravenclaw are crafty. If I were to be anything other than a Gryffindor, I would probably be a Slytherin. Why? Because they're, they go hand in hand pretty much. Chaotic evil. What does that even mean? <laughs> Who goes hand in hand? You didn't realize that. Hiccups now. So, 
Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw go hand in hand. Like, they can be either one pretty much, and Ravenclaw and Slytherin go hand. Ah, uh, nope. Um, Gryffindor. Gryffindor and um, Gryffindor and Slytherin go hand in hand. Okay. It's just pretty much like if your heart like. If you favor like helping Depends yourself, if you want to be a good wizard or a bad wizard, that does no. There's good wizards. All that of work. the bad wizards came out of Slytherin. Not true. What's one bad wizard that didn't come out of Slytherin? I bet I could find one right now. Snape? Yeah, nope, he was Slytherin. But he's he, he bad? wasn't bad. Yeah, he's not even bad. He's, you think he's bad for for yeah. seven, for ninety nine point nine seven movies? Of the yeah. But it was always her. He's actually a good guy. I know. Yeah. Okay, but so he's not bad. But all the other bad ones came out of there. Yeah. I don't think so. All of the like, the the Death Eaters, Malfoy, Crab, Goyle, Malfoy, two Malfoys. Well, Draco ends up being not horrible. Yeah. At the very no, very end again. Many bad wizards are from other houses. Men, many good wizards are from Slytherin. Yeah. Okay. Name a bad wizard that's not from. Uh, who turns into the rat? Who turns into a rat? He's like Harry's oh. dad's friend. Was he in Gryffindor? I'm pretty he sure. Was, he, I swear he was a Slytherin. Yeah. No. Peter Rigg, Rigg was a Gryffindor. Okay. Hmm. Um, Fine, point Krill, proven. Krill and Lockhart were both Ravenclaw. Who? Krill, the Why guy with saying? the face on the back of his head. <laughs> Professor Quirrell? Yes, that's literally what I just said. Well, he, he was, was, he was it possessed. It wasn't his fault, yeah. He was possessed. Voldemort took him over. I, he, I don't know. And Lockhart was also Ravenclaw. Okay. Uh, Merlin a was a Slytherin. Merlin. <laughs> I know a guy named Merlin. That's a dope In real name. life? Well, it's his Frisbee nickname. Oh. Who? He plays on Pomona. Oh. Or did. He's my club teammate. Yeah. Shout out, Merlin. Yeah, good job. Okay, I think we've <laughs> exhausted. We haven't exhausted that. I could talk Enough about Harry Potter for a really long time. Specifically about how parents don't let their kids read Harry Potter because it's bad because it's magical and whatnot. And yeah, I the, hate, it's the devil. I hate that. It's so much more than... Oh, it's good magic. They overcome evil with love and friendship and loyalty. And, ah. I didn't like Let that your sound. kid read Harry Potter, please. All right, so how about them footballs? I'm <laughs> not even going to try to transition properly. We could have been like much like... Um, nope. Oh, uh, okay, let's hear how that would have gone. Barty Crotch Jr. was in Ravenclaw also. Um, That's good, Ravenclaw. Do you know what his actual first name is? Uh, Steven. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. What was it? Bartimius. Yeah. How would I have known that? Bartimius is what my guess was probably going to be. Bartholomew? That you, yeah. Bartholomew. Right yeah. um, much like the world-famous sport of Quidditch in the Harry Potter universe, we have a world-famous sport called the NFL. In ours. World famous. Yeah. Dude, have you not seen how crazy people go in London for games? So that's like the closest major city in the world to the U.S. off of our continent. We played a game in Canada this year. That's they have, on, they that's have football there. on our there. continent. They have they football, football We do play games in Mexico. How many people in Asia care about American football? I heard that we tried to play a game there and it just didn't work. How many, yeah. We had, there was an arena league in... China. There's, there's billions of people there, and they do not care. That fun fact I covered and wrote about for a brief amount of time and quit pretty quick. 
because mm. who cares about Chinese arena football? Are they any good? I don't even care about Chinese arena football. No, there's a reason they're playing arena football and not in America. If they're not even good enough to play American arena football. I forgot we have that. I the tried, arena league. I, LA I, Kiss, man. I tried yeah. out for the LA Kiss. Did you really? Yep. Did I, you make it? I, for half a day, I was a semi-professional quarterback. Did I make it? No, I didn't make it. My mom tried out for... But uh, I was like the fourth best quarterback there, which I felt really good about because I'd never played it down the quarterback <laughs> in my life. My mom tried out to be a Raiders uh, cheerleader. A Raiderette? Yeah. She got like two calls hey, back. What's her first name? Go. My mom? Yeah. Jill? Okay. There's a girl who works at EJ Malloy's. She's a former Raiders cheerleader, so I'm just making mm. sure it's not her. No. <laughs> she didn't actually get it. Okay. No, yeah. I mean, she like got a call back. She just didn't go. I'm pretty sure of this story. We won't call her mother for this. Phone her in. This would be good radio. Uh, I actually think that she still might be on the plane. I don't know. Well, they're going to they're Vegas. I don't know what either. time. Do they always fly to Vegas? Yeah. Why oh, would where? you drive? Out of Long that Beach? sucks. Yeah. I've never not driven to It takes to Vegas. 45 minutes to fly. It's a, cheap, it's a cheap flight. Yeah, let's go. No. Let's do what? I'm busy. What do you mean? We can find plenty of stuff to do in Vegas. I'm, that's true. But you know I'm, how many like good performers and stuff there are there? I'm, it's okay. Not all of us are just rolling in dough right now, Jake. Uh, I, Especially I not having to pay for this podcast. I have connections. On that note, if you would like to sponsor <laughs> our show, we could really use some money. Again, whatever you wanted to say, we will say it within reason. I always have to add that caveat because I know a lot of immature people who listen to the show who would really go far with that and would offer like a quarter to say something <laughs> stupid. Ian. No, I don't want your dumb quarter. <laughs> Talking substantial money, like 20 bucks. I did get, remember... You keep you keep bringing up Ian in non-flattering ways. Well, <laughs> yeah. And he still has two weeks so he can come in and defend himself. Yep, so I'm going to do it for two more weeks. Um, Poor Ian. Cody did offer me uh, um, $25 if I got... Like if like you remember the slapping thing we saw? Oh yeah. So there's like this like sport question mark game that people go and like they slap each other for like a prize pool and like have, if, have like you seen those videos? The best slap wins. It's literally a slap contest. A slap and, off. Yeah, they right. stand across the table from each other and just like they'll they'll measure their arm to their face and like wow. practice winding up. I don't like that. The guy who wins is this massive dude. He is so big. And his arms are so big. And he goes up against this little dude, this little crazy-looking dude yeah. who has – he's one of the people that yeah, he I, cut his tongue in half. So and he has he the black wiggle, eyeballs. And he has straight black eyes and a bunch of crazy tattoos. And so this video, that guy <laughs> tries to slap the big guy. Don't spill it yet. Let him see it. He doesn't move. The okay. Big guy, like, now the big guy is getting ready to slap him. Bit. Big guy is getting ready to slap him. And the whole time you're like, he's going to die. He's going to die. This is not a good idea for him. <laughs> Ajax's face <laughs> oh says my. everything that you need oh to know. Oh, my. He, the fact that he doesn't break his neck is yeah. miraculous. I don't his get entire it. body. Why would you want to do that? I don't, so I don't. Bad. He's famous now. I don't like pain. I bet I don't, you. I don't get I, that. Not that but, much pain. But Cody said. I like being sore. I don't like being dead. He put 25 on the line if I let Khalil do that to me. And I'm tempted. But at the same time, I don't know if that will cover my medical bills for Khalil. <laughs> Like I'll causing pay Khalil twenty five to, to do it. Cody can pay you twenty five to take it, face. and I'll pay Khalil twenty five to do it. But I want to slap him too. And I'm like, and then I'm like, Khalil has a lot of built up rage specifically for me, so yeah. it's gonna be rough. <laughs> it would be really entertaining. 
I'd probably die. <laughs> you wouldn't die, but you would be in a lot of pain. <laughs> I'd probably have to go to the hospital. It'd be worth it. We'd film it and then like, get tons of we'd views. We'd do it part of the podcast. We could make a video podcast that day. And a then vlog. we'd get famous on, on mm. YouTube, and that would get us followers and money. Mm. The answer to all your questions is money. Oh, I'm fine. So, football. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of money-hungry people, football. <laughs> so what are we going to talk about for football? Uh, we can just look at the games. Okay. We have six games. Nope, five games that we care about. First one we really care about in this room because I'm a Rams fan and Ajax is a Steelers fan. Why are we going in order? We're going in order of importance. So two of our teams are playing each other, so we're starting there. Then we're going with your team. Then we're going in chronological order <laughs> of when they play. Should please, be please don't break yeah. the new headphones yeah, on the microphone. Should please. be an interesting game. Uh, if it was last year, it would have been a better game. True. but Significantly. Yes, very significantly. <laughs> so it's in Pittsburgh, which scares me a little bit. And we're coming off a bye because we played in London before. And I don't know. Hopefully everyone is healthy. I don't even know. I haven't looked at a thing. Clay Matthews was practicing again. Yeah. Our first two string running backs are still injured. Who? James Conner. Yeah. And then it goes Benny Snell are the top two. Isn't he the one that was from, like, Kentucky or something? Like Western Kentucky, I think. Yeah, yeah, that just came out of nowhere and was good. Oh, sorry. No, Jalen Samuels is the second, I believe. And then it's Benny Snow. I forget. They get them mixed up. And then we're on our second string quarterback. Well, he's back, right? Yeah, he played last week. Yeah. Heck, our third stringer beat the Chargers. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get there. Oh, you guys, I mean... uh, that's what I was going to say, is I was impressed that you guys beat the Colts last week because I was really expecting the Colts to win that game, but Brissett got hurt early. Yeah, he was my starting fantasy quarterback. That Brissett week. was? Oh, I you can't play won. the opposing quarterback against the team you root for? I wasn't thinking. Ah. Because <laughs> that, I mean, yeah, no, you always got to root for your team first. Nah, I just wasn't thinking that week. Nah. I somehow won with 70 points. Yikes. Yeah. I wouldn't win any of my leagues if I had that few number of points. Somehow. I wasn't thinking either. I started Gardner Minshew instead of Lamar Jackson. Because I was like, New England, Lamar Jackson's not going to do anything. Nope. I should have looked at Gardner Minshew. He's not going to do anything. Right, Jake? Yeah. <laughs> no, he's really not going to do anything riding the bench. Until, what's his name, dies. He's not. Okay. Nick Foles. This is, like Cody it's said yesterday when we were talking at the house, this is the time when Nick Foles shines. You know. Later in the season, he just takes the first half of the season off so that he's healthy and ready to go, and then he is clutch. You should not take time off. You big big you-know-what, Nick. He makes things happen. Oh. Anyway, so who's winning, Rams or Steelers? What's the line? Three and a half. Rams. Yeah. Go on Steelers. You're taking the three and a half points with the Steelers? Or you're taking yeah, the Steelers we'll win by three and a half. No, okay, you don't. You just need to lose by less than No, three. but we're going to win. No. Okay. Jerichoff is still your quarterback. I like the guy. He's too turnover heavy. He does have a lot of those, and it's really frustrating because all he would, all he has to do <laughs> is take care of the ball, and we're fine. And third and one, we have three great receivers. We have two these this guys week. between. What do you mean two this week? Oh, because Cooks is star, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, between Cup and Woods and Gerald Everett and Tyler Higby 
and Gurley and Brown coming out of the backfield. That's six guys that all we got to do is throw the ball within five to ten yards, and we're fine. And, like, every now and then we can send Cup deep. But, like, that shouldn't be an issue. Is Todd Gurley still going to play? Because, like, I swear he's not. He's injured, right? No. He's he's played. He played the last couple weeks. There's something wrong with him, right? Yeah, he's not. uh, For whatever reason, he's just not been healthy completely. And so they've been limiting his touches, which is fine because Malcolm Brown is fine. Um, Like, Gurley still leads us with 92 carries. So Hmm. I'm not. He only had 10 carries against the Bengals. Um, no, it's the Bengals. So. Yeah, I'm not, we won that pretty easy. But, like, that's the fewest carries. I mean, he had five carries in a game against Tampa Bay, but that's because we were losing early and got through it 85 times. <coughs> and he had seven catches that game. So the fewest touches he's had in the game is 12. <laughs> Still pretty good. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been split pretty well with him and Brown. So I'm okay with that. We just need to not turn the ball over. So, I don't know, being on the road, that makes that rough. I think we – I don't like the three and a half because I anticipate us winning like yeah. three. So, and at home. I think it could be a missed field goal type situation again by either team. Chris Boswell has been really good this year. He's missed zero kicks. And Zerline has missed a game-winning field goal he did. this year. So. Well, hey, we won last week on a missed field goal. Thanks, Vinatieri. <laughs> so bad. That's the worst kick I've ever seen Vinatieri make. Is that a him like thing, attempt. or is that the laces out, or the sorry laces in, or is that a little bit of both? That has to be him. He's too good for that to yeah. screw him up. That's what, I, that's what I was trying to justify because I was like, it has to be, it has to be him. Yeah. You're gonna weigh in, Rams or Steelers? I have something else to weigh in, but I can do that after. Just pick Rams oh, or Steelers. I, I'm going with Steelers. Okay, let's go. What is your weigh in? They're at home. Oh, I what you mean? What I just saw and I. And baffled by sure you're best like, quarterbacks to never reach a Super Bowl. Number one, Phil Rivers. Yeah. Makes sense. Are you mad that he's number one? Or are you mad no, at the I, list? you'll. The list is bad. Uh, Warren Moon, number two. Dan Fotis, number three. Okay, stop. You mean Dan Fouts? Yeah. Uh, four, Tony Romo. Five, Jim Hart. Six, Jim Everett. Seven, Jeff Garcia. Eight, Jay Cutler. Are you mad that he's on the list? Yes. Nine, Randall Cunningham. I think Randall Cunningham definitely deserved it more than Jay Cutler has ever deserved it. Let's go, Garcia. And number ten, I know, I, Jeff Blake. Okay, well, that he was on the Bengals. So I don't even know who Jeff Blake is. He was I, on the Bengals. I think that <laughs> it should be like Philip Rivers and then maybe Tony Romo and okay. then Warren Moon. So I don't know enough But about I don't him, think Jay Cutler should be on Marino, the Marino – Lost in the Super, in the Super Bowl, Bowl, right? Yeah, okay. in like his second or third year. It's yeah. to never reach the Super Bowl. Yeah, because yeah, I was trying no, to remember. Yeah. Because Marino hasn't won. Now, he's like the big one who's probably the best who hasn't won one, right? Yeah. That would be the um, consensus. Yeah. I just Fouts is up there, too. I can't believe that. Great announcer. Okay. Jay Cutler is on Between there. Cutler and Cunningham, who do you think has more yards? Probably Jay Cutler. Between Cutler and Cunningham, who do you think has more touchdowns? Probably Jay Cutler. Between Cutler and Cunningham, who do you think has more wins? Probably Jay Cutler. Actually, that one's probably – I don't know. Jay Cutler's been trash forever. That one's I, Randall Cunningham. Cutler's 74 and 79 in his career, and Cunningham's 82 and 52. Okay. I'm glad you threw one curveball. <laughs> so, I'm just – But know, Jay Cutler – Jay I, Cutler would not perform <laughs> in big games when he needed to, but he – most teams today 
not most. A lot of teams today would take prime Jay Cutler over whatever they have now. So I don't know about that. I do. Yeah, I think people would take Jay Cutler. He's a guy who could actually throw the ball down the field, had a 62 career completion percentage. Have you seen Mitch, Mitchell Trubisky? Yeah, Mitchell Trubisky? <laughs> if I can go out there and I could probably get a 62% completion ratio. I can dump off the ball. I can do the Tom Brady method, you know? I mean, Cunningham was different because he was athletic. He could run. Um, he was a Eagles, right? Yes. Okay. So yeah, that. and then Minnesota for a little bit. Oh, well, I know that. I just knew about. Um, yeah, he was in Minnesota. I no longer before, support him. He was Minnesota before Dante Culpepper came. Yeah, I was gonna say my favorite quarterback, Dante Culpepper. Dante Culpepper was your favorite. No, just I love the name. I love the name. It's a great name, right? That guy when he came into the league, it was like, what is going on? I don't know. I don't this think this guy it... is like six four, two hundred sixty pounds. He's playing quarterback. <laughs> now all the quarterbacks. He can't beat. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It can't beat um, yeah, Cunningham Jack had, Youngblood. Cunningham had almost 5,000 career rushing yards. That's a pretty yards. good name. Jack Youngblood is my favorite name for the NFL. It's not a bad name. Bahaha is also pretty good, but I don't like Aha anymore. What about Jay Quiz Rogers? That's a pretty Jay good Quiz, one. Yeah, Jay Quiz like Rogers is good. Yeah. Who, was the, who was the quarterback for the Raiders for a while? Oh, Kenny Stabler? No, big guy. Jamarcus Russell. That's a good name, too. I was just saying, are you talking about the... What's his no, name? the best name in the history of football is DeBrickishaw. Oh. Is that a joke? It's not even close. The other ones get honorable mention, but DeBrickishaw is the best. What the... Okay, so we discovered this a while ago because Pro Football Reference puts their nicknames on. Yeah. And so Cam Newton said Superman, which I... Whatever. It's obvious, right? Yeah. And then Randall Cunningham, it says, The Ultimate Weapon... <laughs> <laughs> and I said that QB Eagles, which is well, okay. And yeah. it says or Starship Twelve. What? Oh, this is number twelve. Um, yeah, hope but, yes. I hope so. <laughs> no, <laughs> Starship Twelve. Hope so. Uh, while he was on the Eagles, yeah, he was twelve, um, and he was seven. With when we get into the basketball section, I got some great basketball nicknames for you guys from Pro Hoops Reference. Oh yeah. All right, we get there. We got. We gotta go quickly through these other games because you know who cares about Packers Panthers. Packers by fourteen. By fourteen. Yeah. You what's, think, unless what's you the think line? What's the Kyle line? Allen. Yeah, I think Kyle Allen doesn't have the guts to win, but what? I am afraid of Christian McCaffrey. What's the line? What's the line? <sighs> because what Christian McCaffrey is, is. It's probably three. A Packers by three. It's Packers by five because okay. it's in Green Bay. Okay. We're gonna get it's, a safety. <laughs> it's gonna be a close game because. Packers got destroyed by the Chargers. I think that that was a fluke, week. though. I think we're going to be fine. and We're going to show that, that we're still... Eight. They got destroyed by the Packers. Sorry, by the Chargers. My bad. Yeah. I, 14. Yeah, no. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers ain't going to let that think, happen. You think... What does he have to do with Christian McCaffrey going off? He's going to play middle linebacker. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, our middle linebacker is pretty good. Um... I don't know, man. We're is Devontae gonna... Adams playing? Yeah. That's Last I could see win by a touchdown. Yeah. Devontae's back. Uh, both our running backs are healthy. 14. Just I could see, see win by a score, but I can't see win by 14. As long nope. as our um, def- our O-line doesn't play as bad as we did, nope. I think we'll be nope. fine. Okay. I, I feel like they wouldn't do that, especially in Green Bay. Nope. Tonight's game. Chargers. Is the Chargers at the Raiders? Oh, Chargers I should probably favored. say that. Chargers yeah. are favored by a point. I'm going with the Bolts. So that's basically a pick 'em. Yeah, I'm going with the Bolts too. I don't like the Raiders, so yeah, the Raiders kind of suck. They're, the uh, Raiders but have four wins. I wouldn't mind Josh Jackson 
No. Josh you Jacobs. say that? Josh Jacobs. <laughs> I think the Packers have a Josh J- J- uh, Jackson. No, Josh Jackson's a basketball player. No, he's a safety. Oh, do we like corner. before? Um, I'm pretty sure – or I wouldn't mind if um, Jacobs had a good Oh, yeah, game. he's your corner. You yeah. would know that. I really disliked the Raiders, and then watching hard knocks with them made me hate them more. Mm. I, made I like, me like Darren Waller, though. That guy it is made my me fantasy really dislike right Jonathan Abram. That guy is the most annoying guy on earth. I thought Derek Carr was going to slap him so many times. <laughs> well, tight, baby. No. Yeah. I also Go Tigers. Don't think that what Derek Carr's that great. Wait, which Tigers? LSU. Okay, well, there's Auburn. Well, and there's a lot of other ones. You Memphis. said go Bama. You could have been a Memphis fan. Well, I'm actually. Yeah, that's funny because I got the Texas logo on. Yeah, this. what? And Auburn is in oh, the wait, same state. Oh wait, Texas Longhorns. Hook them. Oh, Ian's gonna what like that. What Longhorns do you know? Uh, Highland cows. <laughs> what is that what even? Is even that Highland cow is a Scottish cow. <laughs> okay. Do you know that the national animal for Scotland is a unicorn? Why would, I, did, I did know that. That's a thing? Yeah, and Welsh is the Welsh dragon. I mean... That makes sense. Why would your... They should be real animals. You don't know they're not real. Birds aren't real. I don't so. know. That yeah, birds are just droned by the government. You ever see a bird at night? Exactly. You ever yes. see, remember when the government shut down? Did you see a bird? No. <laughs> I mean, I can't go back and exactly. You didn't see a bird. <laughs> Not real. I wasn't really paying attention. <laughs> I, I'm gonna pick the Raiders just to be contrarian in there at home. Okay. And I actually like Derek Carr and John Gruden. I Josh don't Jacobs. Like Josh. You like I John Gruden? I don't Gruden? like Derek. Carr. I do. His he has the worst voice. He was terrible. I think it's funny. I did not like him as the Monday Night guy. I'm for it. I forgot all about that. What? It was two years ago. Exactly. The best, thing, the, best thing, the only thing I like is when they beat the, the Bears in London. Afterwards, he like goes in the locker room. He's like, they have their own club dub, and he starts going nuts in the <laughs> locker room. He's like, ah. <laughs> What's that? Vikings at Cowboys. Ah, That's Cowboys. the Sunday night game. Cowboys. Cowboys. It hurts me to say it, but I feel like. Why would that hurt you to say it? You'd, like, it would hurt you I less to say Vikings? I despise both teams. I don't like either team. I, I don't like Dak, but Dak plays good against Kirk Cousins, and I think he's going to outperform Kirk Cousins. What information do you have to back that up? Uh, have you not seen the Cowboys-Redskins play? No. You well, <laughs> All I know is that uh, Kirk Cousins can't beat a team over 500. That's, uh, that's, oh, like, that's true. So it's going to Dallas. When he plays bad teams. Where's it at? Really well in Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I should have figured, actually. It's in Jerry World, so. Of course. They play all 16 nah, there. I'm picking the Vikings. Do you like that? <laughs> My face had utter disgust. You it can did. see it. Plus, I said it kind of creepily. It was a little <laughs> bad. I almost did it again. I decided against it. <laughs> uh, Monday night game, Seahawks at Niners. Uh, I can't wait for this game. I think it's going to be fantastic. But go Hawks. Niners, baby. Why do you have to say go Hawks? That makes it sound like you're a fan. Like, uh, why can't well, you just say I'm taking so the Seahawks? I'm not a fan, but I but support like them for Hawks, my grandpa. Like I say roll tide because I am actively an Alabama fan. Plus so Russell Wilson is pretty cool. I wouldn't say go Hawks. Um, I, I'm going to say go Hawks because it just reminds me of my grandpa, and he likes them. So I, I told thing. him that I would support them as long as they're not playing the Packers. Here's my thing. San Francisco's undefeated, so we're not going to catch them. We're three games behind, eight games to go. That's a lot of that's a lot of ground to make up. But we're only one game, one and a half games behind Seattle, and so I'd rather Seattle lose, 
but then that means Richard Sherman wins against Seattle, and I hate Richard Sherman, <laughs> and I don't want him to win and be like, ah. So I'm actually really torn. I think San Francisco will win. <coughs> San Francisco is going to win. Jimmy Garoppolo is the most handsome man in the NFL, so there's that going for him. Aaron Rodgers is still alive. Everyone knows it's Jimmy Garoppolo. Everyone knows. Second it's, off. It's the Italian blood. You can't get past the Italian blood. Like, that's just. It's just too hard. Yeah. Italians do best. Um, Niners been rolling. Defense is good. Last week was kind of a fluke, I think, against the Cardinals. But mm-hmm. I just hate the Seahawks so much. Yeah. Niners. That's all the games. We did have one more topic, and you probably don't have a Minshew Minute. No. <laughs> well, it's funny how Jake was so hyped on Minshew when he was doing I well. I still and now am. now that he's not doing well, he no longer I, has prepared Minshew Minute. It's not minutes. his fault he's getting benched. Well, it's not his fault Didn't that you can't come this? up with a Minshew Minute. What, what am I supposed to say? He's sitting sadly on he's a had, bench because he has to? He's had 20 plus years of life. You can't have come up with 60 seconds worth of um, content to talk about His dad name is Flint, and I he's feel like you've said that already. gigantically buff. Beowulf? Did he talk about that? Yeah, yet? his like the dad wanted to name him Beowulf, but the, I think the mom said no or something like that. And that'd be a dope name, Beowulf Minshew. I hated reading Beowulf in school. I there are some really awesome quotes in it, but it yeah, it's, it's so hard to read. Yeah, it's yeah. insane. I don't think I had to read it. I mean, I didn't have to read it. I forget the context. I think it was sophomore why. year I read it. No, junior year, I think. I don't know. High school's a blur. Who remembers it? <laughs> oh, we will get there. It better not be a blur because you gotta you gotta talk about it. I'll remember it. Don't worry. Um, I'm trying to look up some good Beowulf quotes. Behavior that's admired is the path to power among people everywhere. Anyone wow. with gumption and a sharp mind will take the measure of two things, what's what? said and what's done. I enjoy that the word gumption. I do, too. Gumption is a good word. I don't think I've ever heard that word until now. You haven't? No, it sounded pretty great, though. Fate will unwind as it must. He had, like, the whole Italian finger thing while saying that. I shall gain glory or die. You should do a, a pretty good one. You should start a spinoff podcast where it's just you reading audiobooks. <laughs> Create my own audiobook. Yeah, Wait, I wouldn't be able to redistribute them. You could do a chapter, then I'll do a chapter, and it's just gonna be that significantly. Would, that would really throw people for a loop. <laughs> that I'm just coming. Hey in guys, here. my voice got higher, but uh, it's yeah. still me. <laughs> and my I, my skill I'd of be, reading is I'd also be, declined. I'd be in here. I'd be like, I'd be like, that was their way, their heathenship hope, deep in their hearts. They remembered hell. <laughs> then Jake, Jake comes in and reads. I'm off the moors, down through the mist beams. God cursed Grendel came greedily loping. <laughs> I would probably read it really fast. Oh, man. It'd be really funny. Uh, okay. Anyway, Antonio Brown, speaking of an oh, English just... wordsmith. <laughs> probably um, uh, the worst. Are you going to read his tweet? Uh, I could probably find it again. You don't even have it ready? I didn't realize we were doing this. What? I said we were doing talk it. About, Should I just read it Talk about it the college thing first. What college? The thing? essay. That's pretty bad. Oh. oh yeah. And yeah, because he was going back to school and he tweeted that he was like, he needed someone to proofread his essay or something. And he spelled, I can, let me try and find it. I didn't know I was going to be put on the spot here. <laughs> yeah, that was, this is totally I'm just gone the, down. So I'm just the guess. while they're both looking, his bio says, <laughs> I, I said this. Oh, I found it too. Really quick, just his bio <laughs> has a hashtag that is C-U-E-U-P-U, which I have no idea what that's supposed to mean. 
And then part of it at the end says, see me like, as one word, the letter C-M-E-L-I-K-E. And I thought, this is ridiculous. But. All right. So he said, he tweeted this on September 29th, 2019. He said, my English paper due by tonight, 12 a.m. Need a prof reader. Make sure A's and B's. Hashtag ing 303. And then people were just having a field day with this guy. And, like, correcting it and just being like, that's not how you spell any of those things. It's not grammatically correct. The best tweet or reply, though, was, I'll do it for $30 million guaranteed. <laughs> so good. So, so for good. a tweet that he posted today, um, first I want to reference something that he did beforehand. He, a long time ago, he tweeted, uh, keep your, what was it, like, keep your mind, or no, keep your thoughts off of Twitter or something like that? Sure. Keep your emotions off the internet is what he said. And so then he tweeted this this morning at 8:59 Pacific time. Imagine conforming to a system giving it a 100 giving it a 100% to see them treat me like this is unfairly. Exclamation point. Making money off my sweat and blood f the NFL. I'll never play for that crap. Treat black people the worse. Clear my name and go inappropriate word yourself (laughs) yeah there's a million grammatical errors in there with punctuation that just doesn't work and but beyond beyond just that his sentiment is just insane yes i'm sure some players feel like they're being mistreated and things don't work out but that's why you have a players union so if he's supposed to be mad at anybody he should be mad at his players union except he acts like the nfl is bringing this all upon him and he says that it's unfair when he has gone out of his way to criticize and remove himself and to do all this stuff and it's super frustrating yeah he doesn't own up to his mistakes and he makes his mistakes pretty much like blaming other people for he's very quick to take credit for all the things he does wrong and he's very quick to blame everyone else when anything goes wrong in his life and that is just not how people operate properly mm-hmm. it just it shows that he i think there's something wrong mentally so what are your overall thoughts as somebody who had this guy on his team and led the league in touchdowns for your team last year i loved the guy i did and then i hate off-field issues i'm as i've always played sports i've always tried to be a team player like i don't care if i'm not getting the stats I don't really care. Obviously, it's cool. Like, you know, oh, cool, I'm getting the touchdowns, I'm getting the goals. But I've always been more of the philosophy of, like, you distri- distribute it, make your team better, everyone gets better, everyone everyone does well. And this guy only cares about himself. And I'm not a huge fan of people who only care about themselves. So, Good words. Don't be somebody that only cares about yourself. And he makes it clear that he doesn't care about his situation because like yeah. and the issues that he has because like there's a lot of like lawsuits and stuff about him and he just still thinks that he's this innocent guy and it's rough and he also has like six kids so like that's not like a good look if he's acting like this i don't wish celebrity on anyone i wish people could just go be awesome what they do and then go live a normal life and yeah. not feel the pressure of having millions of people watch them and feel the need to comment on everything they do like so he says this dumb tweet, right? I can read it and be met, whatever. There's 10,000 replies to it in three hours. <laughs> That's <laughs> like wild. You just, when you have that much attention on everything you do, 
it's it's a lot. So I don't necessarily blame him for kind of going off the deep end, but there are ways to manage that, and I think he is actively avoiding attempting to manage it properly, and that is unfortunate. I think professional athletes need way more help in the areas of training in terms of how to be people in the social realm and act like responsible adults. But well said. Speaking of responsible adults, that's a dumb segue. Basketball. <laughs> <laughs> there hasn't been that much in the last two days besides the Lakers winning Tuesday, as we predicted, over the Wosome Bulls, even though we were down by 18 in the third quarter. That's fine. A fourth fine? Quarter team. That's terrible. Fourth quarter team. Why would we... The game has four quarters. Why would you only be good for one of them? Because you only need a, one good one to win, I guess. No, you only need to be winning at the end of that one. But if you are yeah. good, just because you're good in the fourth quarter doesn't mean you actually took the lead back. You could outscore a team 40 to nothing in the fourth quarter, but if you were down by 41 going into the fourth quarter, what good does that do? That'd be really sad. I got two words for you guys. Dwight Howard. <laughs> I feel yeah, like he's saying go. that just to egg me on. Do you not like him? No! I like him. I mean, it's growing on me. He's doing better. Second. It's, okay, part of it is his hair just really <laughs> distracts me. Yeah. I love that he's creative and, and he's doing that just I because I would never be able to do that. I'm just distracted by his hair frequently. You probably could. No. No. <laughs> That'd be a nightmare. So, but I love the finger wag. That's my favorite. That's my favorite move ever is to just stuff somebody and then just... Wag the finger, Matumbo style. Not today. One of my favorite plays so far this season is when he he got like a nice alley oop, and then he went down, blocked this shot, and the ball just went flying. And I was just like, wow, that was athletics. Did you see the LeBron assist in the fourth quarter to Quinn Cook? I didn't see anything from that game. He's literally got all five bulls in the paint on him. He's driving in. He goes up to shoot it. And then he like basically like just like slides the ball out, and everyone on the Bulls are just like confused. <laughs> and then he this Quinn Cook knocks down the three, and it's like LeBron James is the best player on earth. I mean, I don't disagree with that. Quinn Cook had 18 points that game, I think. Yeah, Quinn Cook is good. Him. I like the guy. That was the first time he'd shown it. Yeah, he just needs. With let me just play it's time. the seventh game. I like the guy. He's really good. I enjoy this team. Other than KCP. I was about to say, I enjoy this game. Contavious Caldwell Pope. <laughs> well, defensively, he's not bad. It's just offense, he takes too many shots that he can't make. But like, his defense is good, but it's not $8 million worth good. Yeah. Yep. So here we are, still leading the league, and we're the only team with less than, or well, us in Boston are the only teams with less than two losses in the entire league. Uh, wait, Philadelphia? They have two. Oh. They're five and two. They lost. I know they were undefeated for a while. They lost last night. Philadelphia, Toronto, game. and Miami are all five and two. Milwaukee's six and two after beating Kawhi's Clippers last night. Rest. So, oh, I yeah, saw transition from Lakers. Oh, what are you going to I was going to say Kawhi. Okay, well, it was also, it kind of has to deal with that. I saw a thing, and it was a map of the 50 states, and it was, like, most hated basketball teams. I just saw it. We were, like, 40%, probably 50% of it. Lakers were, and then my favorite part though was California, <laughs> most hated team in California, the Clippers. Really? Yeah. I was surprised it wasn't the Warriors. 
I'm surprised. No, I 100 percent. I 100 percent agree that it's the, the Clippers. The, there was only four teams on that map. <laughs> oh, total for the whole country. Only four teams. It was the Warriors. They're like 40 percent. Lakers are probably 50. You got the Clippers for like the remaining 28, and then there only Oklahoma is. Houston. No. Why does anyone? No, Houston oh, was Oklahoma also. City. Houston was literally it's just Houston. Oklahoma. No, it was Utah too, I think. No, no. Why would, Utah, anyone, why would anyone care about Utah? Yeah. No, There's no, 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 no reason I've to hate seen, like, the best. The Houston best thing is one of my teammates yeah. is a Utah fan. Oh, Utah was okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Utah hated Houston. Yeah, Knox every time I always make fun of him. Oh, too. Why does Utah? Okay. I thought they would hate the Celtics because of Gordon Hayward. I thought I we like would hate the Celtics because we're Lakers country. Well, no, he just hit the Clippers, apparently. apparently. I thought it would be the Warriors just because no one likes them. It's fine with me. So Kawhi did not play last night because they are keeping his... Load management. Yeah, load management. I hate that phrase. So how do we feel about that? Maybe he's hurt. He's not hurt. He's supposedly hurt. He's not hurt. They did it last year for the Toronto, and they won the title. So the Clippers obviously want to do that. And they're like, if Kawhi plays 60 games out of 82 and we win the title, it's all worth it. But they're 0-2 now in the two games they've played without Kawhi. So do you reevaluate that? I mean, not if you go <laughs> – say you do that 10 times and you yeah. go 0-10. and 10. Yeah. So there's 72 other games. But say you go 60 and 12 in those other 72 games. Yeah. Because whatever – I mean, right now they're undefeated when they play him, right? <coughs> I think so, yeah. I mean, they're still missing Paul George, but... Yeah, and when he comes back, things oh, will look a little different. I think that's too. what they're going to do, is so the back-to-backs, Paul George plays one game, Kawhi Leonard plays the other game. I just, so I understand it. You play that's to win, smart, actually. You play to win the game. That's, you know, that's a thing. But you also have fans who, like, that's my... This is why I put Michael Jordan over everybody, um, because Michael Jordan always believed that especially on the road, but it could be at home too, anywhere, that that night's game could be the only time that like a kid comes to a game and they come to see Michael Jordan. That might be the only time in their life that they have the opportunity to watch Michael Jordan play. And he's going to sit out mm. when he can very well play in the game? Yeah. No. Jordan did everything he could to play in every possible game because he knew that people were there to watch him play, and it might be their only opportunity in their life to watch them play. And you're worried about, like, the branding that that has is so much more important than any one championship. And so that's why I will always elevate Jordan over LeBron for things like that. Kobe was the same kind of way. Kobe never took games off, um, at least not for that reason. Kobe would take games off because he's just pissed at his teammates and be like, fine, you all do everything. I'll just stand <laughs> on the court while you guys show how bad you are. And then you come crawling back to me wanting me to do everything again. But that's a different argument. But, yeah, so I just I hate this idea so much. Just go out there and play. Uh, do you know how badly we want to be professional athletes and oh, go yeah. out and play? I, I would never. <laughs> like, what? Oh, I yeah, would, this, the, you know, I want to play as much as possible. I would Always I would have been on the 0-16 Browns. Would I have been mad? I'd probably have been mad that we lost 16 times, but I would have been stoked to still be a professional football player and go out there and play on a field with a million dollars athletes in front of a lot of people. Yeah. Like, Shout out Joel Batonio. What? Offensive lineman for the Browns went to Wilson. Really? Yeah. We only have a, only I, Wilson High grad in the NFL. You say that like you're Wilson High grad. Not, my mom teaches there. I did oh. not know that. We have two uh, Los Al grads who are currently playing. Uh, Orlando Skip 
is there, Orlando Skandrick actually yeah. isn't currently playing because he's not on a team right now. <laughs> he's, but, on, he's on first day. <laughs> but he is still technically playing in the NFL. He's, an, he's, he's a player. I'll count, that. I'll count that. And then Alex Redman, who's a lineman for Cincinnati. My high school has zero people. <laughs> I think, I think we might have one next year. Really? Yeah. In the NFL? In the NFL. Where is he right now? Boise State. Ooh. That would be the most fun college field to play on. It wouldn't the be the most fun college stadium to be in. It would just be the most fun college I think it would be the worst. What if you're colorblind? <laughs> I don't think blue is Isn't in the that, colorblind. Oh, thing. no, it's red-green. Yeah. It's red-green. I think there's different types. But Red-green's the most common. Yeah. What would blue be with? Green, probably. No, yellow. I don't know, man. As we, I have a, as we all reach to look it up. I have a basketball feel-good moment of the week. Okay, you read that. Kalen uh, Bennett. Uh, for oh, Kent yeah, State, became the first player with autism to score a D one or score in a D one game, and I thought that was really cool. That's pretty cool. For that a second there, I thought you said Caitlin Bennett. If you don't know who that is, she's the Kent State gun girl. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> gun girl. Yeah. It's yeah. not appropriate to talk about on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> oh boy. Um. So yeah, there is blue yellow color blindness. It says affect people with people affected by Triton. So T R I T A N, not T R I T O N. What are you doing? I hit it. <laughs> I I hit the the blinds with my head. And people affected by Triton color blindness confuse blue with green hmm. and yellow with violet. So the term blue green color blindness would be more accurate because the colors blue and yellow are usually not mixed up by Tritonopia. So I was hmm. right. Tritonopia. But then, okay, so that means red is a different. Would be able to see red. All right. Well, that concludes our basketball talk. Nothing in baseball happened, so. Yep, no. Yeah, free agency stuff will happen. Garrett Cole. <laughs> Garrett Cole's coming home. He's coming home. No, nope, he's going to the Yankees. Don't even say he's that. He's coming home. I'm, that's, that's what all the filth. CC Sabathia posted. I don't care he's what he has home. to say. You saw that, though. He's coming out. Yeah, I saw it. I don't care what he said. What it's like to be a West Coast guy playing in playing for the Yankees. He's coming he home, mate. Come, he can play. He could be the best pitcher in the world while playing with the best like player in the he world. He could be the best pitcher in the world and play one of the worst teams in the world. Hey, we're terrible. Hey, if we have pitchers, we're fine. <laughs> hey. We have Michael cool Nelson Trout, the That's MVP true. of this season. Cole Calhoun. Sadly, release him. MVP should be announced in the next like two or three days. It's the next week. Forget what the next schedule week. is. Oh boy! It's next week. I, I hope. Know. I hope we're live when it. I didn't I hope like we're that. Live. I hope we're like doing this, and I'm. I can. Oh, just, you hope we're live. Like my phone God. buzzes and I see it and I just scream. She got like a news thing for that the soundboard. Interesting. Do 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 do. That's don't a, that's don't a copyright trademark. us. Yeah. yeah. Don't oh, copyright no. us, uh, please. Boop 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 boop. I don't know what you're trying to do. The backwards version of it. But back okay. So Ajax is here. That's me. And he, we've already divulged that he's a Steelers fan, and he just divulged that he's an Angels fan. Um, tell us about that. How did how did those things come about? All right. So from Long Beach, lived here all my life. So my grandparents, my dad's parents, they're from Pittsburgh. They were both born and raised there, and then they moved to San Pedro in their like early 20s, got married there. So they've been a Pittsburgh Steelers fan their whole life. Mm-hmm. So that's where the Pittsburgh Steelers fan comes in for me. 
They moved here. Gen- came, generationally passed down. They came here. They've been Angels fan for their whole, basically since they came here, because they never really win the Pirates, really. Mm-hmm. Never really were. I wouldn't be either. Well, Back then, yeah. Yeah, like they had you Clemente. You kidding me? In the 70s when they, yeah. the We Are Family, and they won back-to-back World Series? Really but I don't really think they were ever really big Pirates fans. Maybe they just weren't baseball fans back yeah. then. But, um, yeah, they've always been Angels fans. I mean, I've been an Angels fan my whole life. Not a huge baseball guy, but, I mean, went to a lot of games as a kid. And I remember when they won the World Series, I was yeah. only, like, four, five. Yeah, you people. But, no, I remember my dad buying, like, a CD. Of the uh, <laughs> championship, the DVD of the yeah, the DVD. Nice. Um, so that's where those come in. Um, Are we at a point now where people confuse DVDs and CDs? Because yeah, I'm sorry. That's that's depressing. I I, I know the difference. Good so up. the other other teams, Lakers fan. I got into basketball, so I'm a sophomore in high school, and I'm like, I never watch basketball. I'm not into basketball, and I'm like, I start going to LA Fitness because I want to get in better shape for soccer season, and I'm like, okay. I'm on, like, the elliptical. I'm like, what do I watch? I'm like, I don't want to watch something. I just want to watch something that I can watch without paying attention. It was always basketball was on. And that's how I got that's into a rough, it. That's a rough uh, endorsement for basketball. I can no. watch this, but I don't have to pay attention. That's how I got into basketball. What are you? <laughs> what, are you what is it? It's an account oh, called I've seen, Black I've seen Mamba. That. I've seen that. And yeah. the post says, the Holy Cross, and it's Jesus crossing up Satan with a basketball. So as um so yeah like so then I I was watching this this is my sophomore year of high school the Lakers are terrible trash terrible I'm pretty sure Brian Scal no sorry Robert Sacre was our starting yeah, center that you year. take it easy with the name of Brian Scalabrini I'm sorry he is the, a legend I know he's a legend the White Mamba yeah anyways so Robert Sacre yeah, is I'm pretty sure about Robert Sacre I'm pretty sure um Kobe tore his ACL sorry his Achilles so he wasn't playing that season mm-hmm. and I'm like. I'm just going to be a Lakers fan. The Clippers were good. They had Lob City Air. I'm literally just like, I'm just going to be a mini Lakers fan. And I've stuck with it ever since. And I listen funny. to a lot of basketball podcasts, watch a lot of basketball now, and it's probably one of the sports I follow the most now. How did that just develop so quickly? Because I just started getting... With the Lakers being so bad. Why I just started liking it because I just more? started following podcasts and just like watching more of it like i'd always like watch wednesday is always espn thursday is tnt True. always be watching like i remember in the, the peak oklahoma city years be watching the games and things like that it was always just so interesting to me that's funny <laughs> okay so you, so you start so when they're the worst and then... yeah hey i'm a real fan <laughs> so what what are your favorite memories of your teams who have been your favorite players over the years too so some of my earlier sports memories is definitely the Steelers have been in three Super Bowls my entire life two of those have been good one of those has been bad (laughs) as Jake would know as Jake sits there smiling he's he's grimacing so I do remember going to my grandma's house with a lot of a lot of our family at her house watching the Steelers Super Bowls all three of them the two being really good those are some of my earlier sports memories. Who's the other team they beat besides Seattle? Seahawks, Cardinals. Oh, yeah. I remember that. San Antonio Holmes, Toe Tap. I remember that. That was pretty awesome. I remember where I was for both of those games, but I have no recollection of the Packers game. I, I, was in, I think I was in seventh grade. I remember it. Um, the TV at the house I was watching the game out went off, so I ran like three <laughs> blocks home. It was like three a block. Home, three blocks. 
I, I ran yeah. down the street home to watch the rest of the game. The Seahawks one, I hosted a Super Bowl party at my house, and yeah. my friend was working at what used to be Circuit City. <laughs> yeah, throwback. Uh, where Sports Authority yeah. used to be, throwback. It was Circuit City became Sports Authority, and then that left. But while he was working at Circuit City, we bought, had quotation marks, a TV and watched it. So like a big screen, and we put it out on my driveway, and we watched it in the driveway, and then we returned <laughs> <laughs> that's that's awesome. uh that's credit. Hey, we made it happen. He yeah. knew it. he was the one working there, so it was yeah. like, well, whatever. Steeler favorite Steelers. Let's see. Obviously, Juju. I'm a big Juju fan now. Mm-hmm. I was not having the best season, but love the guy from Long Beach. Yep. Great guy. Nothing bad about him. I've liked Ben. He's had his issues. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> I really love. Um, all of our linebackers. I've always been because like the Steelers have produced good linebackers. Like I yep. love Ryan Chazier. So sad about what's going on with them. He's coming back. He's gonna. Get I, hope so. I hope so. I hope so. Everyone on the team. There's never been like a guy that I've been so intrigued with the Steelers, but I've always just like oh, like the whole Dude, team. Give, give me James Harrison and Troy Polamalu every day. I mean, obviously Troy's Troy's amazing. Every day. He's one of the best safeties of all time. Easy. Him and Ronnie Lott. So. Only one of them chopped off his finger to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, that was pretty nuts. Uh, Angels. <laughs> Angels. This is where it gets interesting. Love Howie Kendrick. Mm. Love that guy. I remember coming home after practice, and literally my dad's watching this, the the uh, Washington and playing the Dodgers, right? Yeah. yeah. The game. And then he hits the grand slam, and I'm just like, Howie Kendrick, my man. Uh, Sean Figgins. Loved that guy. Yes, Tony. Loved Sean Figgins. Um, Tim Salmon, of course. Like, he was towards the... Like he wasn't quite the era I was, but I loved. Yeah, because he was a, he won rookie of the year in '93. I loved the name Tim yeah. Salmon. The fact that two of our best players in history are Salmon and Trout is just too good. It's, we're a fish team. It's quite fishy. Yeah, it's quite fishy. Yeah. Um, who else the on the Angels? I always like love Anderson Simmons. I love Simmons. I did like Cole Calhoun. Me too. Wish he didn't. I guess he got his option declined, right? Yeah. Do you think he'll leave? Yeah. We need him to leave. But you liked him. I I like him, but we have too much going on. Joe Odell. He needs to. Yeah, we need. We need love, to bring up these other. Love guys. the new signing of the manager, Joe Madden. Yes. Love that. Very excited. Um. Hopefully he brings in pitching. Hopefully Garrett Cole. <laughs> Let's see. Or um, Steven Strasburg. That wouldn't be bad. I think he's going back for that. I wouldn't mind the bum. Washed. I don't. As our second. As our second pitcher. Who's our first? Yeah, what? If we get Garrett Cole or Steven. We're not getting – we can't get two of them. Sure we we can. can't have over a billion, half yeah, a billion, we half would, a billion. All of those guys are going to make over $30 million. We can't have we'll three guys all making over $30 fine. Million. Um, So those are the favorites of Angels. Lakers, love Shaq. <laughs> Just love the guy. <laughs> you weren't even watching this. But I love Shaq. As far as current players, I loved Josh Hart. Oh, he was, me too. I wish we didn't trade him. Yeah. He's a great three and D guy. Um loved always loved Josh Hart. Um I did like Jordan Clarkson in the beginning. And we traded him, I was kinda sad, but now I'm like Jordan that's a great great trade for us. That was very sad. Uh there's been some other good ones. Um I mean of course I love LeBron James. <laughs> LeBron James is pretty great. Um I remember the day I remember the day he signed, I literally yelled and I was like, This is amazing. <laughs> 
the exact opposite reaction. Because I was so happy because I'm like, maybe my team will be relevant now. We're always relevant. Even when we're bad, we're relevant. That's how it works being Anthony Davis, he's great. I think he'll resign. I mean, who doesn't want to be in L.A.? I would be surprised if he didn't, but it kind of depends on LeBron, too. Yeah. Well, LeBron's still still good. I love Kuzma. That guy's awesome. Big fan of Kuzma. There's a lot of good guys on the team. Um, (laughs) JaVale McGee makes me laugh. I love JaVale. I can't stand JaVale McGee. can't stand I'm okay with Howard. I can't stand McGee. I love Javel. You need two. You need Danny, two Danny Green. I've always liked Danny Green. When I first started watching, he was on the Spurs and yeah. everything when they won the championship. So He's quality. I forgot that he was on the Spurs until like that last game when Popovich talked about it. He was always on the Spurs. He was on the Spurs for like nine the... years. Yeah. You know, I only knew of him when he was on the Raptors. <laughs> Good. He's like 32. How do you not know about him? I did not know he was that old. Well. Wow. Good for him. I looked him up yesterday. Our entire team is friggin' old, except for Kuzma. <laughs> Good for us. And Caruso. I love Caruso. Goat. <laughs> um, other than that, hockey. Never been a huge hockey guy. I did go to the uh, Stanley Cup Finals one time. Hmm. Just just the Stanley Cup Finals. For the Kings or for the Ducks? Kings fan. Oh, let's go. Go Kings, go. Yeah. Uh, my dad had tickets in like 2012 for one of the games, so I went to one of the games. Then they played the Devils. I'm just not a huge fan. I watch a lot of, I'll watch playoff hockey, but I'm never really into like watching the regular season. Dude, playoff hockey's so good. It, it is. It doesn't good. matter what teams you're watching. Um, the games are always entertaining. Love Dustin Brown. Love that guy. I was a big uh, Justin Williams fan. So when he was doing well with the uh, Carolina, Carolina Hurricanes, yeah. I was like, "Let's go!" I love Justin Williams. And then they didn't win. I was like a little sad, but Justin Williams is probably my favorite player when they won their cups. So you've also grown up playing sports. Yes, I have. Uh, take us through those adventures. So, U5 soccer started out there. My mom was a soccer player. U5? U5. I think it's U5, right? I, you started playing when you were five years old? That's crazy. I believe so. Yeah. So, I started playing soccer from there. And I liked it. I believe my first team name was Blue Fire. My mom was the coach. Oh, did you guys have a banner? That banner would have been awesome. Yeah, of course you had a banner. Oh, man. Can you imagine Blue Fire as a team name and the man, the banner you would make for And that? then um, that was my first year of playing soccer. From there, after that, my dad was the coach. and Did your mom know anything about soccer? Yeah, she okay. played soccer. Okay. My dad didn't. It's funny. <laughs> it was funny because how did, how did my dad just grew up, and then he eventually learned it. Oh. So he was a great coach. He's like, good job, Mom. My turn now. Basically, I don't think my mom wanted to do it anymore. Um, but he was a really good coach, so I was always playing. Played one season of t-ball, hated it. Too slow. <laughs> I was like, this is too slow. I can't do this. And that's really the only two sports I played growing up. I never was a never introduced to basketball. I'm terrible if you've ever seen me play. <laughs> I'm ter- I've never played football. You've just, watched football for so long, and you've never like my parents never it. signed me up for. I mean, I never got signed up for it. I just made it happen. Well, like, I like football. I'll play like games like Turkey Bowl. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah, I've played Turkey Bowl. Okay. Sometimes. You coming to ours? I don't know. When is it? <laughs> Friday, November 29th. Let me know. Give me at, the info. At El Dorado. We're inviting everyone from the We podcast. really are. I'll be, be there. I'll be, be there. It's going to be me and all my friends against you people. I think I could be there. Let's do it. I, I live yeah. right next to Do I get to be Black, on that team? It's Black Friday at 8 a.m. I don't know. Yeah. I don't Black Friday shop. <laughs> so, anyways, um, soccer growing up was mostly if we're on the same team. How am I supposed to make fun of you? You can just feed me the ball, and you can see me do funny things. No, I no am a great player, so um, you're lost. <laughs> like, think of, like I wear this. Yeah. Played soccer all my life. <laughs> 
my God. There are little clips that are on the mic stands <laughs> that help you to keep the cords for the microphone out oh of the way. God. And Jake <laughs> took it off of the mic stand and put it on his finger. It clipped perfectly around my finger. Anyway. Ajax. So anyways, yeah, I was a soccer player. And then played played always a forward, mostly, left wing. It's more fun that way. It was. You know, I scored in the goals. I really liked getting the assists. That's where I think it really started, where I really liked passing. Set up those crosses. Yeah, that was my thing, crossing. And then I get to high school. So you were Alonzo Ball. No, I could actually, like, you know, do some things competently. Ouch, Alonzo can do things. That dude, he's, I don't know about that guy. So then I, uh, we get to high school. I started cross country. I did cross country my first year in high school. It's great, great. Got amazing shape. Only thing is I developed plantar fasciitis. That's the worst. So I was after that. I'm like, no more cross country. It hurts too much to run on concrete. Yep. And cleats, it's fine. Cleats on grass, fine. I'm like, you know, when I play, it doesn't hurt. Yeah. Running on concrete hurts really bad for me. So I did that one year. Played soccer all four years in high school. I think I got better about every year, which was good. I, it, was, it was always improvement. Played mm-hmm. JV three years, varsity one year. Um, I was like... I scored a hat trick once and hey. I was a junior, and that was pretty cool. I just remember being like, ah, I've never done this. And I actually it was a, the perfect hat trick. If you don't know what a perfect hat trick is, it's when you score with your left foot, your right foot, and your head. Oh, wow. <laughs> I did not know that was a thing. Yeah. That's so, tight. So I scored a perfect hat trick that game. That one is JV League. Wow. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, soccer was interesting. And then uh, senior year high school, uh, my coach got really mean. And I wasn't just randomly. He was the JV coach the year before, so he knew me. And then he gets yeah. to see he gets to the varsity, and he was just really mean. He got power and it corrupted him. You know that's that could be absolute it. power. That definitely absolutely. could be it. And it was really ruined soccer for me. I didn't play much that year. That sucks. And it really ruined it for me. So then I get to college at Long Beach, and I don't do anything my first year of college. I sign up for intramural indoor soccer with a friend. We're on a free agent team. So the way free free agent way intramurals works is you need to have five people playing. Mm-hmm. It's five on five. You can play with four. It'd always be four every week. It would be like there's ten people on the team and it's like no one's showing up. So I hated it. Yeah. Then I try outdoor soccer the next semester and I just hated it still. I'm like, I just don't like this anymore. And I think it was just like what is it did it have to do with the people or did it have I to do I think it was the people because I forgot who I was talking to this about. I'm just like it was always kind of a me sport. I saw on soccer. Everyone's just like, me, me, oh, me. And yeah. like, I'm going to do all these skills and tricks. And, like, you know how – and I just didn't like that. That's anymore. the Yeah, that's the rough thing about an intramural or yeah. park league or whatever type of situation is unless mm-hmm. unless they're your friends and your yeah. people that play together a lot, then everyone's just out to get theirs. Yeah, and I just didn't like it anymore. And I was just like, I'm really not enjoying soccer anymore. And yeah. I was really not happy. Fast forward to the summer. This is, this is an interesting story. I don't know if I've told you this. I don't think so. So – it's my sophomore year. It's summer before my sophomore year of college. I'm just I go to Carlsbad like once a year to visit some family. They go there for a vacation every year. They've gone there for 30 years. Mm-hmm. And my cousin Will plays ultimate. He's 17 now, I believe. He was like 14 at the time. Yeah. We're just throwing the frisbee around, just throwing some backhands and everything. And then he, and then he's like, "Oh, your throws are kind of good." I'm like, "Thanks." Like I used to throw the frisbee a lot in high school with mm-hmm. friends, but I never played. And then my aunt, my aunt, she goes, you should play. And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, you should play in college. And I'm like, okay. And I literally just thought, I'm going to do this. So then I 
it's the week of welcome at Long Beach State where all the clubs, all the fraternities, everything's out there. Like if you want to join an organization, that's where you go. Yep. I walk up to this table, sign my name down, and I went to practice the next week. Who was at the table? Like, did you talk to anyone? You just walked up right um, and left. His name was Wolf. Okay. He only played that year, I believe. Yeah. Or he and he like he quit. Um, I actually had a class with him, so he remembered who I was. Okay. Then I signed up, and I was like, this is great. That's all I remember at the table. And then on Wednesday, I was walking by to my class, and Zanny, he just goes, you want to join? I said, oh, I already signed up. Don't worry. And like, he's like, oh, cool, man. And I was like, awesome. And then I went to practice that Monday, and I was like, one, nervous the whole day because I was like, what, is it, what am I going to expect here? Yeah. I haven't played sports. I'm pretty out of shape. And I went to practice, and I'm like, I love this. There's a team aspect. Everyone's pretty cool. I love this. So then I joined the team, and I literally, from practice day one, I'm like, I'm doing this. Never looked back. So what – so I, like, I can talk about Ultimate all day, um, <laughs> but I want you to be able to talk about it. What What is it about the sport that, like, attracts you to it so much? Why do you love it so much? Considering how I never used my hands in any sport I played as a kid, yeah. I think using my hands is something I like to begin with now because it's just kind of like get to make cool grabs and everything, and every, that's yeah. like really cool. Back where you know playing a sport, you only use your feet, so it's like that's one thing it's different to me. Yeah, and it's just not like a sport I've ever played. Like you know the way you play defense, the way you do anything. Um, and then I was just getting to it. It's the it's not individualistic. Yeah, you can have great individual players, and you might feed through them. But if you want to be a good team, you can't have only one good player. You need to have everyone on the same page, and you'd be passing to each other. Yeah, it just intrigued me because I just wanted to get better at it, and I liked it. And this, the people and the community are really great. It's like the only major sport. <laughs> it's not a major sport, but whatever. It's the only sport that when you have possession of the item, you can't move. And so that makes you super reliant on the people around you. Like, you have to give somebody else the disc in this yeah, situation. Exactly. In basketball, if you have it, you can dribble and go and shoot and do for your own thing. 24 seconds. <laughs> For football, as soon as you get the ball, you can go wherever you want. Hockey, when you get the puck, you can go wherever you want. Soccer, you got the ball, you can go wherever you want. But ultimate, you have the disc. You can't go anywhere. You have to give it to somebody else. So yeah, I love it. Generally, something is 95% of the people I've met in the ultimate community have been really awesome. Yeah. So that also helps. It is. I've said it in the past, and I will say it forever, that Ultimate is the best athletic community I've ever been a part of. I want to know about the 5% that weren't awesome. <laughs> I'm not naming names on this podcast. They won't listen to it, but... Can you... So without naming names, can you give an example of some... Because we, we all have examples. I have people in the I, Ultimate community who are just like, you're an idiot, get away from me. But Yelling is something that really I don't like. So my coach senior year would yell a lot, and that really made me hate yelling. Something I love about Bomber and Red, our two coaches, they don't yell. And if they're yelling, they're just trying to get people's attention. They're not yelling to say, like, you suck. or I, like. I mean, I did that once. I did that once a couple Mondays ago. People, I haven't. I haven't. There's the been extent. nothing malicious from the two coaches. They're yeah. always like, hey, you can get better. Want you to get better. It's only positive. I never get negative vibes from Bomber or Red. It's great. There's this coach slash player who's in the community, in the L.A. Ultimate community, <laughs> and he always is yelling, arguing, and being angry at anyone 
And it's so annoying because it's like, dude, chill out. And he was at Aviator's Trouts. He was so rude to me when we were playing. And I'm just like, dude, this is not okay. Like, yeah. I, like I hope, like, Coach Bacon, like, just gets you out of here. <laughs> um, over club, he was, like, the coach of, like, a club team. And yeah. he would always argue with our club team. And it was never cool. It was not. It was not cool yeah. at all. Like, that's not how you play the game. I know Bomber knows exactly what yeah. I'm talking about. There's, yeah. It, that's why the the sport's great because it's founded on the idea of spirit of the game. Yeah. And everyone treating each other with respect and like, there's a reason that 99% of ultimate frisbee games in the world do not are not refereed. Yeah. Like, you can't find that in any other sport anywhere. Organized games are refereed. They have to be. But in ultimate, they're not. And so that's what makes the sport really unique. And it's gotten to the point where there are more and more people who take it. it we all take it seriously, mm-hmm. but take it serious to the point of like spirit doesn't matter anymore in the way that you would never care on a basketball court or on a yeah. football field about hurting the other person's yeah, exactly. feelings. You just move on. Yeah. But in ultimate, that there's a stigma to that, and it feels like there are a yeah. few more people that the are only, moving. The only other things in ultimate is just when people don't like let you know stuff like about trouts. That's happened to me before, like not knowing results of stuff. That really rubbed me the wrong way. Um, as far as other things, is like there are certain communities in Ultimate that are very have have a bad rap for reasons because they're usually never nice to other teams. Yeah. Like we'll play certain teams in college, and it's like that team is not going to cheer for you. They're not going to show you respect. They're just there to play, and it's like that's that rubs people the wrong way. It rubs me the wrong way because yeah. it's like we're being nice to you. Like be nice to us. Other than that, it's all pretty good. It's a great sport. Hashtag play ultimate. Play ultimate. All right, so you've mentioned your parents. Yeah. We're gonna. This is the life portion. Okay. Who Who are your parents? What do they do? Do you have siblings? Who are they? What do they do? So my parents are Susan Grimm and Daniel Grimm. For anyone who knows them, Uh, my dad is uh, from San Pedro, just over the uh, over the port. Yep. Grew up there his whole life, moved, went to Long Beach State after going to Harbor, and uh, was an engineer. Then he's worked at Boeing for the past 30 years, 31, okay. I think. Um, is an avid marathon runner now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sports fan. Do you guys have a 26.2 sticker on any of your cars? The cars, no. He doesn't believe in stickers on cars. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Um, I do have a 26.2 sticker on something in my house. <laughs> okay. But... Um, not on, uh, not on cars. Um, yeah, he's a avid That's marathon. That's dope, though. Yeah. I, I have mad respect for people who can run marathons. Yeah, he runs. If a lot of my friends who know who my dad is, they'll be like, I see your dad at the gym six days a week at Long Beach State. Dang. Um, my dad is always there, That's it seems at, like. In, like in the rec center? Yeah. Wow. Running, training. Got that alumni pass? He does. Yeah. And then the guy's MBA, so he's a, he's got his master's and his undergrad from Long Beach. Um. Yeah, we've he's always been my coach. We watch a lot of sports, do things. Great guy. Uh, my mom from Palos Verdes, so just on the other side yeah. of, of the, the other side, the <laughs> other side of the hill, I guess you could say. Yep. Um, she was born in NorCal, then down here she was raised. Um, her parents were some of my favorite people on this earth. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I got like a lot of I think my humor from my grandfather, my papa. I think he was so he was the funniest guy on earth in my opinion. That's awesome. Um, miss that guy so much. He's so funny. Um, um, 
yeah, she uh, undergrad at Long Beach as well. Didn't finish. Became a mother. Worked for Hosting International, like youth hostels, a youth hostel company okay. for like 20 years. Like I'd say selectively part-time. It was very like. I've stayed. We So at the church I used to go to, part of that youth group mm-hmm. as a leader, we went on this mission trip up to San Francisco, and we would stay in the Tenderloin. Okay. And there is a hosteling international yeah. hostel in the Tenderloin, and we yeah. always stayed in there. That's awesome. Yeah, so she's like works for that. Co- she works for that company. That's really and like cool. did the books. Yeah, worked. And then when I was fifth grade, went back to get her degree, chose history, and then she graduated in 2010, got a teaching credential, and then she's been a teacher at Wilson High School for four years. Wow. This is her second career. Which what she's specifically teaching? AP World, and then she has like two of big history, which is like this BS Bill Gates class because Bill Gates donates money and yeah. he wants that taught. <laughs> she's getting paid. She does a good job. <laughs> Every I had a, when I was a senior in high school is when she started teaching, so a lot of people I actually knew had her, and they all said like good things. Like I don't think it was like, hey, it's your mom. I'm just gonna say nice things. Like yeah. I think it was like really genuine. Okay. So it's really it's really good to see. Um, all our colleagues are great. She has really good colleagues, I think. Good. Like, they're all good. I'm going to observe them sometime next semester. That's fine. It's great. I have one brother. His name's Jason. He's 23. Jason went to Wilson. I did not. Um, he, uh, played soccer his whole life as well. He was a goalkeeper, though. So I was a forward. He was a goalkeeper. Um, went to UCSD for college. Was in a fraternity. Later in his last year, became the president of the wow. fraternity. Beta Theta Pi, go Beta. Um, and then he's been with his girlfriend Sarah for four years. Love Sarah, she's great. Um, they just moved to Austin, Texas, about two months ago. Oh wow! Yeah. So, like been, for work or for? She's going to UT Austin. Oh, for under, that's for the law sticker. school. For law school. That's cool. So yeah. So. So what is he doing while she's looking for work? Okay. You said two months ago they just moved, I think? Okay. So. Yeah, they haven't been there long. Basically at the start of the semester. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what he does. Um, he is a undergrad in chemistry, so he was a chemical, like, I believe it was a chemical engineer for this first year out of college in, some UC, in a San Diego-based company. So he's still going to pursue something like that? And then he wants to go to law school as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A chemical lawyer? Like oh, environmental, no. I believe. Yeah, no, that makes It's kind of funny because I always joke. It's like, okay, he's uh, they're going to be lawyers and they're going to have the money of the me and my brother. Yeah. Because I want to be a teacher. <laughs> That's yeah. yeah. You don't go into teaching for the money. I don't. I'm and not. you don't put in all that work to become a lawyer to not get paid a ton of money. True. So, yep. That's my family. So, education, schooling. Okay, so uh, we're going to get really from the basics. Went to Isabel Patterson Preschool at Long Beach State. That's funny. Yeah. The like on yeah. the one that's up yeah, on. I went there. That's great. I went there. Yeah. When your parents are alumni you get to apply for it and I but I think my mom said when I was born they applied immediately. Got in. Um Minigant Elementary. Nice. Go Gators. <laughs> yeah. Alliteration baby. Gant Gators. Gotta love it. Then I went to uh Stanford Middle School. Go Hawks. Go Hawks indeed. I know we both went there. Yep. Uh that was Interesting. Middle school is an interesting time. Good teachers, though. Have we it. talked about this? 
that we went there together? Yeah. Not together at the same time, but yeah, yeah. we did. <laughs> Have yeah. we talked about the teachers? Yeah, and stuff? Mr. Ha- Haggerty, Mr. Yeah. Tate, Mr. Holiday. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna try and watch. I'm gonna try and observe Mr. Holiday. Okay. I I've heard Mr. Haggerty's had a rough go of things lately. I I know why. So, it's been, yeah. So that would be rough. I I'm not he trying was, to be a math teacher either. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that makes sense. I was so I <laughs> I did yeah. watch him. I feel bad for the guy. He's got. Yeah, his family. His but he stuff. he was super entertaining when I was in middle school. Man. I didn't have Haggerty, but Mr. Tate and Mr. Holiday were two of the best teachers so I had. Good. That's actually where my love of history comes from. That makes sense. It could, you could say, "Oh, your mom," but no, my seventh grade history teacher. Yeah. Really interesting, Mrs. Gibson. She was really hard. I don't know if she liked me. <laughs> I loved her class. Right? I loved her class. I loved learning about ancient history. That's where I think my love of ancient history. We, me and Jake, were talking about this before the podcast. Mm-hmm. I think that's where it starts. Right awesome. there, seventh grade. And then high school, my parents are like, you're not going to Wilson, you're going to St. Anthony. We're like, psych. So why did that? Because how, how many grades is Jason ahead of you? Two. Okay. So a freshman, he's a junior. Yeah. So um, why that decision? They just thought it would be a better option for me, a smaller school, like more one-on-one with a teacher, really, rather than just like, you know, a teacher having like, 300 people so that that decision was made specifically just because they felt your personality and the way yeah. you go about school yeah because i i kind of had a rough time in middle school so they thought towards the end so they thought that'd just be better for me do we get to ask about that uh, i just wasn't doing well okay. at the end the end that's about it <laughs> well i mean there's there are multiple reasons for that's it, kind right? of it like not it's just like i wasn't doing well in school and i don't okay. like i just wasn't getting it anymore go to high school st anthony um, played soccer there all four years. Mm-hmm. My best friend actually went there with me, so that was nice. Okay. Shout, out to An- shout out to Andrew. Known the guy since kindergarten. Dang. So, <laughs> been my best friend since then. Pretty great guy. Um, yeah, he went there with me. We used to hung out all the time. It was great. Um, school's interesting. 500 people from when your middle school is like... More than that. 2,000? <laughs> yeah. So that was pretty interesting. Um, yeah, it was a. It's a kind of a. It's a culture shock, honestly. Uh, yeah. So that's my question: is what yeah. was that transition like? Because not a lot of people go from public to private. Usually, yeah. the transition is it's, from private to public. It's a culture shock. It really is. So I would have worn the same uniform in high school, no matter if it went to Wilson or St. Anthony. They wear khakis and then they wear polos. Yeah. But I just happen to now wear purple. Purple. Which interesting color. You know, purple it is. I always joke that purple, like, I don't think I could wear it ever again. Um, but you're a Laker fan. I'm just messing. Yeah. My jersey, my Lakers jersey is gold, so. Both of mine are also. So, yeah, it goes from, it's a huge culture shock. I didn't make many, fr- I didn't have many friends to start, just my friend Andrew, and then the people I met and went on. And then, of course, playing soccer, you know. I knew all the guys who played soccer, a lot yeah. of freshmen. A lot of guys who I still somewhat talk to today. And then years go on, it got better, I thought. Every year got better. I agree with that. So I think that's something that I was happy with in high school. Mm-hmm. Best teacher ever was my junior year. My, Mr. Kennedy was my AP US history teacher. Love that guy. That was the best class I've ever had. Which is a, which is not common because most people complain about their A-push class and teacher and that so guy for you was, to have a that guy's the best love that class it just all i mean so weird. what specifically what was it about him what was it about he's how just such taught? a great guy and he's like so interesting he like always would 
he's like funny, but he has a really good voice that helps, yeah. you know? It's like I would always pay attention. I'd always take great notes. The class was structured very well. Like it would be like everything was online that you needed, everything in person. You could ask him. He was also the dean of like boys on campus because, you know, private school. That's mm-hmm. what we do. So like classroom management was definitely there. Like he wasn't like he didn't have the room or anything. Like he yeah. had the room. Yeah. And it just was so intriguing and everything we learned was interesting and just I just loved it. That's awesome. Yeah. And then apply for college, get into three, chose Long Beach State. What other two did you get into? Dominguez Hills and Northern Arizona University. Why? So NAU is a phenomenal campus. Why did you apply there? Because, like, Dominguez Hills makes sense down the street. Because you can get in there easily if you have a pulse. (laughs) (laughs) Were were your qualifications not super high or something? No. Okay. No. Um, then so I had an okay GPA and I had a terrible SAT. So I I hate the SAT. Me too. I did fine on it, but just what the importance that it has is so stupid. Yeah, I hate it. Um, so St. Anthony's was a Catholic school. Yes, it was. What was that like? So did I just want to I want to preface this. Am I am I your JFK of this podcast? Am I the first Catholic? <laughs> that was I good. had to. I had to yeah, think about like, that for a second. What do you, what do you mean by Man, that? Man, you can't just throw... Okay. So by that, yeah. JFK was the first Catholic president. Only non-Christian president. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. I mean, some of us would put Catholicism... We're like the same. We're based, we're, based, we're brothers, but, you know. Um, <laughs> but yes, you would be the first person who would deem themselves a Catholic yeah. to be with us. So... So if you want to start from the start with that and then lead yeah. up to high school or work backwards. Well, it all started back. <laughs> well, I, I was baptized with Catholic. Um, eight years old, you get um, First Communion, and that's how you can receive the uh, the gifts, the body and blood of Christ. And then I was went to high school Catholic, so it was a big difference because we, we were on and off churchgoers, like going Sundays. Um, like Sundays were just too busy, don't go. We're not busy. We go to church on Sundays. Um. It was definitely interesting going to Catholic school because it's every month you go to church, go to mass. You have a day for mass. So like just once a month. Once a month. Okay. What do you think it was? I I didn't know. I I mean Christian schools have chapel every week, so yeah. I it was once a month. Like. It was okay. once a month. So yeah, it was once a month. So like that was different. You know, you have to wear your tie that day and your ugly purple and white striped tie. <laughs> I hated life. I hate wearing ties. I, I do ties. I do too because I don't know how to tie them. <laughs> Really easy videos on YouTube. I yeah, I the the tie I've owned for over a decade I haven't untied in I at was least six years. Really hoping you were gonna say it was a clip on. Oh no, <laughs> I tied it a long time ago and I just loosened it and tightened it, loosened it and tightened it. So that was anyway unimportant. Yeah, um, so it's definitely different. Having religion class every year for four years was you learn a lot. I was gonna ask what did what did a Bible or religion class look like? Um, it depends on the year, like what you kind of learn. My every year was different, I'd yeah. say. You learn kind of more of the social aspects some years. You learn more of, like, the in-text stuff. Like, my junior year was more of an in-text class, I'd say, with the Bible. My senior year, actually, a priest was my teacher. Okay. And then, so, like, half of, the, half of the year, so the first semester was priest. Second semester was the campus ministry te- leader. And he, like, that was more of a social thing. Like, we learned about, like, social issues and, like, how the church helps and, like, things like that you want to be passionate about. That's what I really liked about 
the church, I guess you could say, at the time. Because what's the school's campus? Small. <laughs> well, but, like, what is the facility? So there's three, four buildings on St. Anthony's campus. you got the A building, which is the entrance. Then there's the B building, L building, and then you got the S building. And then the, across the street is the St. Anthony's <laughs> Just church. Random words. Yeah. Across the street is the church. Okay. The church and the that's gym. What, that's what I wasn't sure of because I haven't ever actually been on campus, no. but I've been in the area, and I yeah. wasn't sure if the across, school was in the church. Uh, or. No. Across the street is the church and the gym. But they are connected? Yes. Okay, because I've been in the gym because I've seen a couple of basketball Do you guys have like one of those cool like, sky bridges over? No. <laughs> you know, I think we should get one of those, that but would no, be we don't. Dope. Like what Bancroft has, right? Yeah. Bancroft has a sky bridge? Ga- Bancroft oh, and Mark yeah. Twain. Yeah. Bancroft and Mark Twain. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because they're separate campuses um but the church is connected so like a priest from the church is who is teaching the priest we had was actually at olr our lady of refuge and he would just like work at our school like that was his thing so there was no connection to the actual church no we had our school had issues with their church it's like really weird like the politics of religion Uh, talk about a topic we could go on forever about seriously and so like we were kind of of Sometimes we were good, sometimes we were bad. Um, but, yeah, he was only there my senior year. Mm-hmm. So that's the father, Father Ray. He's a cool guy. Um, he actually, like, taught me a lot because, like, you know, you think of a priest and you're like, this might, this might sound bad, but like, are you human? Like, you know, you get what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't know anything about him. All you can think of is that you just pray, like, 24-7. Like, yeah. you learn a lot. The guy, like, watched Netflix. He was a big nerd. He loved Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> cool guy. It really brings like a humanization factor to it. Which is really important. Yeah, it is. Because you, again, you think priest, you think old guys. What do you think of priests? A Catholic priest. Old guys and aren't probably human. That's like what I would think. But you learn so much from actually knowing a priest. Yeah. That's And he was like probably in his 40s. He wasn't like old. Yeah, that's not yeah. old at all. Mm-hmm. You kept looking like you had seen something or that you were planning on saying something. As Jake is playing Pokemon on his phone. Uh, I didn't have anything to say. I was just um, listening. It is, it is good, though, for people to like understand that their religious leaders are people. Exactly, it's important yeah. for the religious leaders to know that to, it's important for them people. to be people and not just be some uh, idol or some exactly. you know, higher-up being that is inaccessible. So... So going back to growing up in it, so the baptism thing, because I really know not enough about um, Catholicism and how yeah. things are done, um, was that, how did that, so the first communion thing, is there, because then there's like confirmation later on yeah. when you're a teenager, are those, is it similar in like you had to go through something to get to first communion? And yeah, so you have to be baptized to get to first communion. So and baptism first, leads to First Communion? Yeah. So you're baptized. Don't remember it. Obviously, I was a baby. So First Communion. Oh, First Communion was at eight. Yeah. At, you're eight years oh, old. Oh, I thought you got baptized at and eight. And you kind of, for like the good part of like your eight-year-olds, eight, eight-year-olds, you're like what, third grade? Eight-year-olds? Yeah. That whole year, basically like a Tuesday night, you go to like a class at the mm-hmm. church and you learn about like certain things involving like Bible and the gifts and what they mean. And then towards the end, there's a ceremony, and then you can finally receive. When you say the gifts. The gifts of the blood and the bread, so, you know, the body and oh, the so blood. it's just understanding what that means. It's understanding it, and then you're finally allowed to accept it. Is there a reason it's at eight years old? No, That's I, just, I don't remember that. <laughs> you just, you just and then when you become a sophomore in high school, 
That sounds no freshman in high school is when you start your first communion. Sorry, did I get that right? Confirmation. (laughs) I'm sorry. Confirmation. Yeah. I'm tired. Uh, That's when your confirmation starts. So that's a two year process. So that's like basically your Tuesday from like October to May. Your Tuesday is to be taken by going for two years. You're going to church. And you're, like, in a classroom. You meet a lot of people. Like, I met a lot of people from Lakewood, from, like, Milliken, Wilson. You meet a lot of people. Where were you doing that? Our Lady of Refuge. Okay. That's my home parish. Got it. So you meet a lot of people there, and you get to be friends with them. You know, I still talk to – like, I don't talk to them, but I still follow them, like, on social media. So mm-hmm. I still know what they're up to. Yeah. Um, but you, you go through that process, and then – you do a lot of like you go to retreats, things like that, and you help, you volunteer, and then towards the end you have your first communion. Your, sorry, I did that again. <laughs> so, <laughs> confirmation. You have your confirmation. Um, so, I mean, it sounds like a youth group. Yeah, it is a youth group. So what? I just I'm very curious and like the <laughs> every time I look at Jake, something wrong is going on. Um, what? What are the like? requirements like do you not become confirmed if you have like missed a certain number of days no, or no it depends on how strict you are but ours wasn't that strict i went every time but by by, by your choice or by your parents forcing that i mean i liked it towards the end because i just liked being with the people I like the socialization i liked about it but like some people would miss a lot and i think it's I don't know if there was rules in that because I was never really like told, hey, you need to come here X amount of time. Yeah, because if like you showed up to the first one ever and then didn't show up again and then you showed up for confirmation, it's a religious thing. So I think it's more of a people are you know are gonna go, you know. I, yeah, no, I I just um, I'm curious, and then once you because I knew people who went through it, but at the time yeah. I wasn't mature enough. Once to you go through it, you're then and then once there's a ceremony, you have a sponsor, which is like someone who is a confirmed Catholic as well. I chose my uncle, okay. and they walk with you, and then you become official full member of the church. That's the purpose, mm-hmm. is to become a full member of exactly. your parish. Or yeah. So I'm a confirmed Catholic, so I'm a full Catholic. <laughs> what is, I don't know. <laughs> that begs the question, what does it mean to be a full Catholic? I'm just joking. Uh, I don't know what it means, <laughs> but I'm, I'm a, a full member are, of the church, I guess are, you could what say. Are the, what are the... Levels. <laughs> what level Catholic are you? Yeah. Three. <laughs> what are the perks, or what are the requirements, or what are the like? What is involved in being a member of the Catholic Church? Being more actively involved, going to mass and donating. Because you could go to mass without being. Yeah, but like there's because they don't like take role when you walk in. They'd be like you're confirmed. Yeah, we don't take role. And Catholic churches are usually bigger than. Christian churches, if I'm not mistaken, uh, usually. The Catholic churches I've been in have been massive. So yeah, because this exactly church it. is pretty small. Yeah. Because where do you have mass? Over there or over there? <laughs> the second one. Okay. And the then I pointed yeah. to my right. Yeah. Which kind of you know what direction that is? <laughs> <laughs> that is west of our current location in Bob's office. Um, Sunrise in the east and sets in the west. And that's okay, Jared Goff. What? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it just it's a it's a good process. You're I wrong. It's south from where we are. Look at my compass. I don't. Guy, no, north is north is this way. That way's west. Uh, my compass south. is south. That's south. That's west. 
northeast. Oh my gosh, your compass isn't wrong. You're just reading it weird. Like it's not directly north. North is slightly off. And south is slightly off. But this is generally what. Anyway, that's not. That's <laughs> ridiculous. Um, so, what? I guess I, what does that look like now for you? I'm not going a lot. I need to get better in that. I'll mid that. So what is where? Where does that desire come from? Like, do you genuinely? Is it from a place of like, I went through all this work early. I'm confirmed. I'm a member of the church. I should be going. Or is it genuinely like, no, I feel like I'm missing out on something and I need to go because it's a little bit of both. There's times where it's like, I think I do miss something fulfilling about it. Mm-hmm. And there's other times where I feel like, do I need it in life? There's, I'm just a busy guy when it comes to the school years. Yeah. And there's times where it's like, I don't have time for that. I'm busy. Or it's like, I got so much work I got to do. It's it's like, it's like the last thing on my list. So there's definitely like a fulfilling part about it. Like, I don't, it's kind of a weird word to say, but just like everyone is very nice. Everyone's very like, it's all, it's like a positive thing. I'd say, and you know, I could always use more positive things in my life. So I only try to surround myself with only positive things. So I think with going, it's positive, but just the time is not there sometimes. So that's where I kind of lack. So what, I don't know if this is a pullback or a diver deep. Um, if, If somebody were to walk in this room and say they had never heard the word Catholic or Catholicism before, how would you describe your faith to them? How would you describe what you know, what you believe? It's interesting. See, my Catholic beliefs are probably a little dif- different than traditional Catholics, probably because I'm a... I care what Ajax believes. I care what Ajax's yeah. belief system is. So I'm a, sometimes as a joke, I'm a West Coast Catholic. <laughs> I, that's the way I like to describe it. You know, okay. socially, probably very, you know, I'm very... A lot of social issues that the church gets involved with, which they didn't. They look things like that. I don't care about. Like that's people's decisions. You know, if you get what I'm saying. <laughs> you're allowed to be specific. Well, like, you, you know, there's things of like, you know, like gay marriage and there's like abortion. It's like, I don't care. Okay. People do whatever they want. It doesn't affect me. I don't care. And then there's things like the church gets involved with that. I don't like that. The church gives money. I don't think politics and money, politics and church shouldn't be involved and they're mm-hmm. way too involved like i think they should be separate just so people don't have to be influenced by something else um as far as catholicism i think it's a great religion as in you get the aspects of the bible the new testament old testament and then you get to receive the gifts of the body and blood of christ i believe there's lots of great groups like i think catholicism and christianity are very similar mm-hmm. they're very similar sometimes it's hard to even recognize the differences yeah. maybe the differences are the <laughs> the priest or the pastor is, has a wife, you know? But, okay. What? I'm I, just kidding. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. Wait, what? You know Catholic priests can't marry, right? That's right. I, yeah. Catholic priests are... Uh, married to the church. They're married to the church. Say what? Nuns, too. They are married to the church, yeah. I, yeah that's and then we have one lower, one lower than the priest. There's a deacon. They can get married. Mm. They're like... Are they like elders? Ask like, him. Would that be like? I don't know what an elder is. They're like a council of men who help make decisions council? for our no, body. He's not a council. They're not a council member. 
Is that a good way of explaining that? It's <laughs> so in our context, our group of elders are men who are appointed by the church to be the ones who make the overall decisions right. for how our church body moves forward. So like when we are talking about <coughs> what does what does a Good Friday service look like? Are okay. we going to do the whole communion, foot washing, everything? Or are we just going to do what do we think the mm-hmm. church community would want out of that? And the elders make that decision. If we're going to hire somebody on, when I got hired on and when Bob got hired on, that was a decision that the elder board made to even create the position yeah. and then to be the ones who actually did the hiring. So you're, are you an elder or are you just – I'm not. Okay. To be an elder, you must be at least married and I think with kids. I forget. That's my, too much responsibility for my, me anyway. My goal is to become one as quickly as possible so I can be his boss. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't rush that. <laughs> yeah, just, um. Yeah, I have, I have zero desire to be an elder at this moment. Uh, what was it? Oh, I forgot. He asked, he asked what a deacon was. It's really yeah, like a deacon. deacon. So, like, a deacon is not – they're they're in a point E, I would say, but the deacon at Our Lady of Refuge has been there my entire life, so I wouldn't necessarily call them an elder. They participate in the Mass, like, they help lead things. Mm-hmm. And, again, obviously, there's the differences of they have a wife. I think they have a job separate because, you know, I think it's more of a – not a volunteering thing, but it's something you are given and then you keep for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. I kind of envision like a like an MC kind of thing, <laughs> or like they're like the the like deacons the, or the master of ceremonies for each of the yeah, kind of like that. They're not the main guy who does all the like the hard work, but he does like the announce. Does he do like announcements and stuff? He like does that. do announcements. So yeah, like I I can understand where it's coming from. Then great guy, Deacon Roger. And does the churches they do they only appoint one at a time or I don't know about that, but the just the, the parish I went to only one. So you kind of described the organization of the church mm-hmm. and some stuff, but like, what do you believe in terms of who is God to you? Who is Jesus to you? Okay. What does it look like to be a Catholic believer? What I think is that, obviously, I think I believe in the same God as every other religion that's monotheistic, in my opinion. I believe it's all the same guy. People just have different interpretations of it. Mm -hmm. For mine, my God says to be a good person, follow the rules of the Ten Commandments. You know, we have those. Um, Be a good person. Don't violate the rules. Um, Live your life like you're going to... Like, the way I guess you could say is live your life like you're trying to be a standout individual, Mm. if you get what I mean. Mm -hmm. Like, don't be self-centered. Like, there's some things I try and limit. Like, you know, it's like I was talking about earlier, Mm self-centeredness. It's something I really try and limit. I don't usually like talking about myself, or I don't usually like being the – I have to be the center of attention with my current job on my team. (laughs) Sometimes I don't like that. Sometimes I'm just not in the mood for it. Yeah. Other times I'm like, this is great. I like leading. But other times yeah. I'm just like, I'm not into this. So being Jesus, um, as far as Jesus, he did obviously give his life for the church and for all of us. Um, and I think he's a great guy. Obviously, we all love Jesus, right? <laughs> <laughs> the people in this room. 
yeah um he's a, he's a great guy i there's definitely a lot of interesting the, the story of him and everything is very interesting i really always liked reading it and especially as a historian i like reading about it and learning about it because it's just it's so impactful then and it still carries to today mm. it's so because so many people follow him and his religion so specifically in terms of yeah. His teaching and his actions, mm-hmm. or also like where, with the whole death and resurrection and definitely his teachings. I definitely like the things he was saying. Mm-hmm. You know, like what he's. There's just like a lot that Jesus was doing that I think was very good. I I, I don't think he did bad things. I'm not trying to say it like that, but I think he he was doing what he wanted for the church. He, the people, not the church, sorry. <laughs> a little fuzzy sometimes. It's, yeah, it's fine. He was working... Big, big C church. Yeah. means the people. Good one. <laughs> <laughs> he was working f- for the people, and he wanted to have all these people, like, you know, before he was crucified, he had the Last Supper, and he was, like, giving everyone basically a job and a role, like, this is how you live your life, and helping people. Like, he helped people. That was his thing. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people today don't help people mm. and they say they're followers of the church, but they don't help people necessarily. I think that's something that should change because I think more people should follow church, follow, follow that and help other people because, you know, I think helping people is great. Yeah. I think we need to help people more. So the whole death and resurrection thing. What about it? What do you want to know? I do. <laughs> are you... Are you you kind of glossed over that part. So, are you on board with that? Is that yeah? Th- okay. Yeah, definitely. So, so because then that when you talked about the rules in the Ten Commandments, mm-hmm. like, um, how important is specifically following those rules in terms of how you see yourself as a believer? I think the rules are important to an extent. There's some rules obviously I don't follow all the time. There's some rules I do follow all the time, but I think for being a believer, it's necessarily thinking there's a, there's an extent of what you think is good and there's an extent of what the church expects of you. And then there's this gray area of mm-hmm. it can go either way. Like there's some things it's, you know, I don't necessarily believe in that. I don't want to listen. I don't want to follow that. There's other things where you're like, okay, that makes sense. I'm going to follow that because the church says so. Do you have an example of something that you're like, I don't know about that one. Uh, from the Ten Commandments standpoint, I, from I, wherever, from I in life, just you know, like talking about the social issues, going back to that, like okay. it's just something I don't care about. Like it's something I think people's choice. I don't think it's a church decision at that point. You know. Mm-hmm. So where do you think, where should people be informed in making that decision? I think people need to read. I think people need to go, like, to you. Like, uh, you think a youth group really helps children? Mm-hmm. I know, obviously, speaking to the choir here, you know, I think <laughs> you guys both agree with me here, but I think going to a youth group really helps because usually it's a younger person leading a youth group. It's not usually, like, a like a priest or a older, an elder. I don't know how old elders are. <laughs> they vary. I think the youngest one is the early 40. So like yeah, that's yeah, an older that's an older person. So like a kid would see that as the same age as their parents basically. Yeah. But like you know, bomber, you're thirty, right? Thirty three. You're twenty two. So like, 
the, you guys are younger guys in church. So, like, seeing someone who's younger who they can just see as an older figure and, like, learn from them really helps. And then things of – I think that really helps with a youth group because you learn a lot, and then you can base that off what you want to bring into it as well. Mm-hmm. So – we don't have to go into the details of it, but just to put a topic so we can hypothetically speak about the mm-hmm. topic, say abortion. Yeah. So a kid mm-hmm. is figuring out how to have an opinion on that. Mm-hmm. Do Do you think there is stuff in the Bible that the kid can go to and say, okay, clearly – this informs my decision. I mean, the Bible doesn't say the word abortion in it. Okay. But do you believe that there are things in the Bible that the kid can be like, okay, my stance on abortion is this because the Bible says this? I think you can do that. I think yeah. you can read the Bible and say that. But there's other things about the Bible you have to realize, like how old's the Bible? It's to think what's today. And I just think then there's obviously people's outside influences, your main influences of life. I'm learning about this in my anthropology class. Mm-hmm. Your peers, your family, and your teachers. So you learn a lot from them. So obviously if one thing is telling you one thing and the other is telling you the other thing, you might either totally agree with one or you might come somewhere in the middle. You know? Because I'm just – so how much of – Phrasing questions in my head properly takes Phrasing. considerable thought. Because um, my my question, the question that's inside me is like, how all in are you on the Bible? But then, you know, I could ask myself that and be like, well, I have a lot of work to do. But I definitely have a lot of work to do. So everyone does probably. But yeah. so in that, but in that, like, do you believe that the Bible has the answer to all of those questions in life? Do you believe that? anything can come up in life that you can look at the Bible and go, okay, I am going to receive information. I'm going to be guided and have wisdom on this decision Mm -hmm. from the Bible. Or do you feel like the Bible is helpful sometimes, but you need other sources? Uh, Like you can't rely on the Bible all the time. I agree with the latter. I mean, I know that's like probably something you don't want to hear, but... This is not about... Okay. I'm, this is me just being curious of where this you pro- are. I probably agree with the latter, that I think the Bible is very helpful for a lot of things in life, and that you should use it, and that's a great resource. But I think, obviously, other things in life influence you, and I think you're going to use that in everything. That's how it works. Uh, I agree with that. Yeah. I think that, yeah, we're given this book that has these amazing, incredible things that will help you and stuff like that, but I also feel like life experience and like stuff you learn – from exactly. life is also because sometimes you know life experiences lead to either a further away from the church or coming to the church you know things like that and i think your life plays obviously a lot of part in how far you want to go with the with the church i think i didn't phrase that correctly mm-hmm. um because i don't because i think that still can be informed by the bible mm-hmm. a life experience can still Again, me. I think a life experience can still be interpreted and incorporated with and seen through the guise of what the Bible says. So, like, I can have life situations come up, and I can I can go to the Bible and say, okay, I had this experience, and so I learned from this experience. How does what I know in the Bible, how does what I know about Jesus 
then help me analyze what happened and move forward with it. Like that's so that's kind of my question. Is it is there because there can easily be a separation there. There can yeah. be like, okay, the Bible clearly says this about murder and clearly says this about stealing and clearly says this about, right? So it's easy to be informed about that and say, okay, I'm going to take that because the Bible clearly says this. But I'm going to have this life experience that has to do with something that there's no way Jesus could have talked about because that didn't yeah. exist. So mm-hmm. like, do you then say, all right, I'm just, my life experience is going to dictate that completely and the Bible just isn't going to speak into that at all? I think that is very, like, that's a very good question. And for me, it's more of like a, I get what you mean. Totally get what you mean. Yeah. I think things like that, it's hard for the brain sometimes to forget these experiences in life. Yeah. And that you won't sometimes, it's just too hard to even overcome that and even think about an outside source dictating what you believe in that. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes that is true where it's like a life experience just weighs way too much mm-hmm. and like other outside sources like the bible or other people they're just not gonna bring in to mm-hmm. the same level that makes sense mm-hmm. um so with that then how much with your belief with your faith with your your own personal relationship with god how how important is that to you on a day-to-day basis? Mm-hmm. Like, is your, would you say that your faith is the major factor in your life? Or would you say that your faith is something that exists in your life that you go to as needed? Like where? I think it's probably for me, it's something that exists in my life and that I go to, but it's probably something eventually when I get older and more established in life, I want to want to go more, more back to it. Okay. And so, I, I mean, I guess I kind of asked that question earlier, but yeah. what creates that desire? For me, I had a lot of bad experiences in college that made me very unhappy. And I had a lot of large period in college where I was very depressed. Mm-hmm. And I think things that bring me joy, bring things that make me happy, I try and do more. And I remember there's there's a lot of happiness. There's a lot of good from that. Obviously, you know, you get some. There's a lot of times getting out of like private school, like religious school, you just kind of be like, I'm so tired of this. I don't want to do this for a while. Yeah. But I think there's still something there that's like, you know, there's there was a lot of good. There was a lot of interesting things I really enjoyed. So I still want to go back to that eventually. So how? So you understand for you mm-hmm. that that's going to be something that's super important and is going to be a yeah. positive, right? I think, I mean, if I have children, I'm pretty sure I want to baptize them and everything, do all that. So so my kind of blunt question is, mm-hmm. if you know that it's that good for your life, mm-hmm. what, I mean, I know you're busy, you have a lot going on, but... If you know that it's that good, like, because you're invested in Ultimate because you know that it's great, you enjoy it, it yeah. fills you, etc. If you know that faith can do that for you too, how come, like, what's preventing you from being all in in that right now? If you know, like, obviously it would require sacrifice. Being yeah. super involved in Ultimate has made you sacrifice different yeah. things too. So what, if you know how good your faith can be for you, mm-hmm. what prevents you from stepping into that now unfortunately it is time i know you mentioned that this is the blunt question but it is time and it's really just getting established in life once i have a you know the weekends usually ultimate and then sundays saturdays it's doing homework as well like that's what i do i have to write a lot for my major 
take the usually no tests. Yeah. Never take standardized tests. I don't do good on them. I'm usually writing papers. Yeah. That's a long time of my day. So that's usually part of it. And I think it is like, you know, with youth, a lot of time with church is laziness. I believe I'm not going to say I'm not one of those people. I'm a lazy individual, 100%. But I don't know if it has to be like that where I have to wait a couple of years, but it could be as soon as earlier, but it's just something eventually I want to get back into. As a youth pastor, mm-hmm. as somebody who has experienced the shift, because I didn't get to know Jesus till I've I was 20 oh, really? until 2006. So, like, it's really easy for me to look mm-hmm. at my life without God, without faith, and then to my life with mm-hmm. God and be like, there's a clear difference, and my life is definitely better off yeah. having sacrificed what I sacrificed to... Do, and it's not like I sacrificed big things. Like I stopped watching sports as much and I stopped yeah. hanging out with certain people and I just spent my time doing no, it. I, I understand, yeah. Um, so for me, there is like, because of my experience, talking about experience, there is nothing more important that dictates my life than my faith. And if I was willing to let a sport, willing to let school, willing to let something else override that Mm -hmm. obviously i made time obviously you know i got through college somehow i'd still (laughs) managed to be an athlete and do things so it's not like i gave them up completely but i never let those things like really push faith to the background and Mm so um for me all that to say like knowing how important it was for me i would encourage you to like you and again, you know that it's good for you. You know that it's been a positive thing for you. I would encourage you to push in that way. Okay. And if something can be sacrificed, whatever it is. Literally, I mean, every if there's ultimate people that are going to listen to this, they hear this. Like, If it takes sacrificing ultimate in order for you to get into your faith and have that become the most important thing, then it's worth it. If I had to choose between playing ultimate or being grounded in my faith, I would choose my faith 100%. Mm-hmm. Because everything I am, everything I do, everything is all just because of my relationship with Jesus now. Like I truly believe that. So, so I'm not, I'm not like just quit ultimate today. <laughs> but, you know, but like I can it, do that. <laughs> I think it is worth because I mean, there's a measure of like you're responsible for the team and like it would be stepping into bad faith for you to be like, all right, screw all you guys because I got to go take care of me. Like I don't mean that either. Um, <clears throat> but there is a measure of like it's worth it to figure out yeah um, i understand that but you're a smart guy you, you can, i i, I understand i understand what you mean um i have my one last question if you have any questions um so i have a few questions that just kind of resort back to just life in general for you yeah um i noticed your phone is blue is blue your favorite color yes it is <laughs> oh nice what? <laughs> you on a first date? Just no, I, I want to know. Yeah, we are. <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> blue is like, my favorite color. Like, okay, what I what like blue? Because like, I'm a turquoise teal kind of person. Ugh. Those are my favorite colors. I like a navy. Uh, so the navy. Like a navy-ish? Yeah. I like navy. That's like a darker blue? Yeah. Okay. Um, This color, this color of my water bottle, this is probably my favorite color, blue. That's the color of the pyramid is also a second favorite. That's yeah. a nice blue. Yeah. When I had my, my girlfriend designed it, I'm like, I want it pyramid blue. 
If you had to, or if you were put into the Star Wars world, oh what would you be? Oh, this is this is an interesting question. So, like, what do you mean? What would you be? Do you mean like what? Like I think he means be? like what kind of person I'd be, rather not like a character, but you like what kind of person I'd be. Yeah, sure. Like where I'd fit in the world. In the oh. Star Wars universe. I would like to be some unimportant Jedi during the first three movies, mm. so that I can just be killed off in the end, but have a great time just slashing my lightsaber. <laughs> I like that answer very much. I don't know anything about Star Wars, and I yeah. appreciate that. What about you? I'd be a Sith. You know, wow. I say that, but there's only there's the rule of two. So then, you know, your life's not long, and oh, there's wow. not enough good. Wow. You know, in my opinion, I don't see Sith as evil. I see them just as their side is kind of like the more untold side, mm-hmm. and they have their beliefs that are like not terrible. And the Jedi have their beliefs that aren't terrible, and they just collide with each other, and they're opposites. So you'd be warmonger. That's see, that's a miss. Like that's not what they are necessarily, though. Just because, yeah, they have these galactic empires that unite people and give jobs. Do you know what what I was referencing? No. (laughs) Warmonger is the bad guy in Black Panther. Oh wow, fun. Killmonger. Killmonger. Yeah, yep, sorry, I, uh, I messed yeah, that up. Yeah, that's probably why I didn't <laughs> catch that. Uh, I'm still only on the high A's in my alphabetical trek through my movies. Black Panther is like 30 movies away for me to rewatch again. Obi Wan is the best character besides Darth Vader. I mean, obviously, anybody that's played by Ewan McGregor. I exactly is. love that guy. I love Obi Wan. I love Han. I love oh, Kit Fisto. <laughs> It's my favorite character. Kit's the pilot, right? No. He's, a, he's a Jedi Kit with this yeah. green... They're like tentacles that look like dreads. Yeah. He's, he's the like a green man. No, uh, he's man. the coolest guy uh. ever. He has like this like iconic smile that he it's would do. It's all about Darth, love Darth Maul. Oh, uh, yes. I mean, obviously, Darth Maul is freaking dope. He's pretty, he, he's pretty dope. He was the most... He was the character who was done the most dirty, I think, out of the well, entire well, series. Well, he was redeemed. Because he was he, freaking he awesome. He was redeemed. Then, yes, he was. When? Um, Wait until you get Disney Plus. <laughs> so Clone Wars, he's in Clone Wars, and then he isn't in Rebels, and then he has an ending. So he he gets he has, still, a, he, he has is. a redeeming character arc. But for the rest of us who only just watch the movie a couple times, yeah, gross. And he's um, like the like no Kit Fisto like in the cartoons, he's like this dope um like Jamaican accent. So stuff. that's like, the problem is I just don't have enough backstory. If you want to be a real Star Wars fan, I'm still really shook by the everything. fact that I said Warmonger instead of Killmonger. Killmonger. I'm really I mad. haven't seen Rebels, but I know the preference. Oh, I'm watching it as soon as Disney yeah, Plus that's comes. after Mandalorian. It's probably Rebels. while I'll be able to watch it because of that. Yeah, because I I didn't have Disney Channel when I was like in high school when it mm-hmm. came out, so. There's so much to... I, it's going to be a problem. <laughs> I'm going to be watching so many yeah, of those old it's, movies. From yeah. It's pretty bad, but I, oh I'm my excited. Gosh. But I'm excited. It's going to be a lot, though. Well, that was two questions. That question went um, on for a while. I like the I mean, blue question. It was a good question. <laughs> um, it was a good question. If it leads to good discussion, then it was a good question. Do you? Are you into other like pop culture? Like, Are you into... like? Marvel and like DC yeah, and I mean like I watch too. the Marvel movies. I play uh, I play video games like one player games. Like I love Skyrim. Mm. Skyrim's still one of my favorite games of all Skyrim time. Skyrim is my favorite game of all I've time. I've never even seen it get played, Ugh. let alone played. I love have Skyrim. Like, I love 
I was talking to one of my teammates yesterday. Like the kind of games I play are like usually one player games. Like I'm not like an online guy playing COD and just shooting each other. Like it. I actually like story. Yeah. I like when there's a little bit of like a historical factor to it. Sometimes other times there's not. Like I'm getting the Star Wars game next week. Like there's no historical to that, yeah. but I like it. Um, but they're like. Assassin's Creed. Oh, the new man. ones are really good. Assassin's like, Creed's like the beginning's good. good. The middle's bad. The last couple have been good. I've loved every Assassin's Creed ever. And just three Syndicate, history, three Syndicate, and Unity. Unity, are Unity and Syndicate. I agree. Three is three. Terrible. I thought was not terrible. Three is hot garbage. It's okay. <laughs> um, it's all about I've, Black Flag, Origins, Black Flag Odyssey so are really good, and then uh, obviously all the Ezio ones. Odyssey is probably obviously. Been, <laughs> Odyssey has been my favorite one so far. <laughs> And I just I literally finished the last DLC for Odyssey oh, really? like two days ago. <laughs> I'm, I really liked Origins probably better. Oh, but I like them see, both. They're both really good. Odyssey. This, this must be what it feels like when I talk about sports around people. Probably. So Odyssey is super important to me because of the Greek aspect. Exactly. So Odyssey is in the Peloponnesian War. Spart- that makes sense. Sparta versus says, Athens. And then Origins is set in ancient Egypt. Mm. Yeah. Both are both something good. you know. I really like because I like ancient history. How did we feel about the Assassin's Creed movie? Never saw it. You know, so the story was kind of like I did. Is the bad? story? Was, I don't know. Okay, so the story was <laughs> weird. It didn't really I fit went, in. I went. Yeah, I went. I, with, I went with two guys who are obsessed with the game like you guys, and they came out of that like that was freaking terrible. No, like, okay, I was, so I was entertained. The the story and stuff was weird. It didn't really fit well with it, but. The core graphic and like the fight scenes were yeah, phenomenal. Great. Like they were, I, I like watched them. And I'm like, wow, these are done really, really well. But the story and stuff didn't fit with like the lore that they've already set up. It was just like kind of weird yeah. that that was the way they chose to go. And I'm glad they didn't continue it. The, but like the fight scenes and stuff were cool. Parkour with it was cool. Like like the action stuff was really good. Just the story, I can, I pretty much don't remember any of it. Um, so speaking of like the first person games that are out right now, um, have you heard of Outer Worlds? I think so. Because yeah. that's probably a game you would like because it's like a Skyrim. But have you played like the Fallout games? I was never really into Fallout. Mm. I mean, I played a little bit of Fallout because it's well, it's made by the people who make that one. So, so Bethesda. It, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it's Obsidian, which oh, is okay. like Got the it. original yeah. ones. But yeah, okay. still, it's among the same thing pretty much. But this is on. A planet versus oh, okay. it being like it's like in space versus it being on a like pop like apocalyptic. People always US. ask me like you like Skyrim so much like you know Elder Scrolls why don't you like Fallout but I think it's more because there's like no guns. Yeah, part of it it's like it's literally just like magic and sword and shield and things like that. I think that's why I like it. I I have like over a hundred hours in three different consoles for Skyrim. I probably have over a hundred maybe two hundred hours on the Xbox One. Yeah, of Skyrim. Yeah. Modded Skyrim just was fantastic. That was me with Madden 05. Who <laughs> <laughs> was the best player in that? 05? I mean, Ray Lewis is on the cover. Okay. Um, well, no one's picking a linebacker. I know. Uh, I mean, that was still, like, Michael Vick was... Was it Mike Vick? Well, Michael Vick, because 2004 Madden was Mike Vick. <clears throat> was it? Was that the one? The okay. best best video game ever. Then they nerfed him. In the they, uh... So, I don't even remember who would have been great in 05. Yeah, I just racked up hours like that. Oh my! Well, I did have two other questions. Unless you were yeah, still I'm, going. Yeah, I'm done. I can. <laughs> um, one question that I meant to ask earlier is yeah. like in terms of um, 
influence on your life, who have been a couple people that have had like profound impact on you? Parents are easy. So if it if you have people outside of who your parents are, um, but if that's like too obvious to, if if you can't pass up saying your parents, but who are who are other people? What what role did they play? Why are they so influential? That's a hard question because I think there's a lot of people that've influenced my life. Yeah. Um, I definitely say various teachers I've had. Mm-hmm. Mr. Kennedy's one of them. I think he really shapes me in the fact of curbing my attitude in life, curbing my the way I acted in school, just being more calm, things like that, because, yeah. you know, he was in charge of the boys. Other things, you know, teaching style, that that was part of the reason I wanted to be a teacher, because, like, I wanted to be him as the one, who, the teacher that yeah. made other people like school. I wanted to be that. And then there's, as far as, like, other people, it gets harder for that, because it's like, I've had a lot of people make an impact on my life. Yeah. And there's various people I can mention, but just like he's one that's not I'm not related to, I don't see often anymore. It's just like that. That's one. Okay. Yeah. Um, last question. Hmm? I had a different last question, but this is a better last question. Okay, yeah. Let's go um, so you're going into teaching. Yeah. You already kind of talked about why you've been influenced by people, and that's really. So we have in this on this podcast uh, with a couple other people talked about education in general. And we could have a long conversation about that. Yeah. But what is something that as you look to being a teacher and as you look to being full-time and having students in your classroom for an extended period of time and you get to be an educator and you get to have your class and do things your way, what is something about the education that you have experienced that you are intentionally going to change as part of the education that you are going to provide? Mm-hmm. Not caring. I think lots of times with teachers, there's a level of sense of just not caring anymore. Excuse me, I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> I think now I can't sneeze. Yeah, I that's the it? worst. Um, anyways, like I think there's a level of like just not caring, and then just it's just one student who cares but about. Uh, so, the teachers not caring about students, or the yeah. teachers not caring about the curriculum. A or? little bit of both, because for me, it's I want to learn it. And I want to be passionate about it. And I want kids to be like, this is actually kind of cool. Like, this is something that happened in life. This is real. Like, it's not fake. It's A lot of people think lots of real history is not real. Like, you know, we can get all into conspiracy theories if you want. But, yeah. like, moon landing. He doesn't He doesn't believe we landed on the moon. How old are you? 22. Okay. <laughs> I still haven't decided whether he's faking it just to get a reaction or they actually believe it. Is the Earth is... What? Oh, I know it's spherical. Okay, thank you. <laughs> it's a globe. <laughs> uh, so I think it's more of just uh, getting people more involved and caring for, like, there's already things I try and recognize with being a teacher that, like, being a future teacher is like, things I want to change. It's just, like, my mom became a teacher when I was in high school. Yeah. And I would always tell her, when you're a teacher, don't do this. When you're a teacher, do this. When you're a teacher, don't do this. Like, using my education, it's like, make sure I'm always, I was always like, never punish the whole class for one person's things. Because yeah. I hate that. Because I'm never, it's like, it's not my fault. Why would I have to do that? Why would I have to suffer? Because someone else is making it like yep. this. And then there's other things that dictate. It's like, oh, always make sure you tell people they're doing a good job. And like, be... If people aren't getting it, like, you got to think of the background they're coming from and, like, what it dictates their life. Like, what's going on on the outside, you know? Like, 
Someone can be happy as hell in class, but they go home. They can be very sad yeah. all the time. They could be doing nothing at home because they're just – it's sadly mentally just not there that day or at all. So this is you got to think of what's going on in people's lives and how that affects everything. And I think a lot of teachers in the current day, obviously, there's, teachers are probably – I don't know the average age of a teacher. I'd probably say it's still a little older because, you know, yeah. those people are getting phased out and retiring and there's a lot of jobs coming in for the teaching. Yep. And I think it's more of just, I want the, if I can make one kid feel like he belongs or like one feel like he deserves to get an education and pursue things in life he likes, I think that'll make me very fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we've talked about this. Everyone knows this. Teachers don't make a ton of money. Mm-hmm. It's more of a fulfilling thing. Yeah. Because I, I, know, I, I know I can't do a desk job. Because I am very, very jittery and I can't do that. Yep. But, like, I just want to fulfill people. I want people to feel fulfilled. Like, that's something I really want to do in life. Yeah. I think being a teacher is going to help. So then I thought of a new <laughs> last question. Okay. Um, what is one either topic or story or something that you, like, cannot wait to teach kids like what is something that you've learned or that you know about that you're like i cannot wait for the day okay. that i get to write a full lesson plan for this so that i because i love that whatever this is so much i cannot wait for students to learn this it's, information it's got to be the renaissance the italian renaissance i yeah. can't wait to teach about that because i've always loved it and i've been to italy you know i'm italian been to italy all those things i think contribute to it i just love it yeah. i just love learning about it because it's like the time when <laughs> i remember there was something funny it's like oh now now Italy's going to start caring about art and stuff. That's a joke. <laughs> it's like, it's really what happens. It's like yeah. they start caring about things, the arts, and like we should not just be focused on so little. Like we need to enjoy life. And yeah. I think it's something that, you know, it could be a message. You know, Renaissance means rebirth. Yep. So it's a very interesting time in European history. You got to view it. And I think that's going to be really exciting when I get to write that one day. That's dope. Yeah. I love I love hearing people are t- passionate about it. And you yeah. can like tell when, when yeah. it's like, oh, this is going to be epic. And exactly. Like, so I love that. All right, well, we've been going at it for a while again. We're getting pretty good at this. We are actually, I think we did a good job being more concise, and then we still went for two hours and 20 minutes. Oh. <laughs> well, we... But I think today was great. We found good conversations. We, there were some good questions. Yeah, I've been here for three hours. Some, yeah, I'm it's very hungry, so... I'm, me too. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a thing. All right, well, let's get the heck out of here. Follow us at From Bob's Office, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. I, Snapchat. We don't have a Snapchat, but we could. We do That'd not be really have a Snapchat. We do have, <laughs> I meant to say Spotify and iTunes. <laughs> it's when I start saying things like, because it, it's from like talking to kids and stuff. And when you're talking about social media, you always have to say all of them. And so Snapchat always just comes to mind. And I TikTok, follow us on TikTok at from <laughs> Imagine. I, I downloaded TikTok, but I have no idea what to do with it. Uh, I've reached. I, the I've reached the age where <laughs> I'm like, what do I do? Those I darn kids. I don't the rest know. of them, I understand. <laughs> TikTok, I'm like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Um. We we sat in the car on the ride to Arizona and watched like cat videos for like an me, hour. Me, me and my girlfriend when we started dating would watch the TikTok cringe compilations. And that's just the best. I like Vine cringe. Well, I miss that, but that just fills the hole. Because you uh, know we're we, th- we got to get out of here. All right, all right. Let's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. conversations over lunch. Or Ajax has to come back again because I got to ask him about depression, and I got to ask him about his girlfriend, and we ask him about yeah. other social media things. I'll come back. Um, oh, there's always more questions to ask. A part two to come. Yeah. Sure. Um, no scheduled date yet. So again, follow us, sponsor us, give us some money. Yeah. Um, we next Tuesday we have Jason Dunn. 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it should be great. I forgot our schedule already. Yeah. We're booked through December 5th. Yeah, we're doing really awesome. well. Awesome. Um, we're taking Thanksgiving off. Doing good. Sorry, guys. I know. Well, not... Darn. <laughs> yeah. Taking it off of the podcast. Oh, I might... There might be a special pop-up oh, podcast right. this weekend. <laughs> so that may or may not happen. Uh, we'll see. I'm just going to keep you on, on, on the edge of that. Because if it doesn't happen, then who cares? But if it does happen, then it's probably going to be pretty entertaining. But whatever. It's so be unique. Hit us up. Have a great weekend. I'm Jacob Bomber. Jake Mathis. Alex Grimm. Oh, where do they find you on? Follow me at the Alex Grimm. That's my social media like platform. And then follow CSCOB Ultimate. Heck yeah. Go Beach. Go Beach. Grim has two ends, so the Alex. Yeah. Two ends. Like the Reaper. No, like nope. the brothers. <laughs> Who are the brothers? Oh, my God. All right, see you guys later. Have a good <laughs> week.